Folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Mike Iaconelli here. Welcome to Ike Live. Have a very, very unique and special show planned for you tonight. Man, hey, before we even get into that, as always, let me start with introducing the room. Uh, uh, super cast tonight. I, I'm actually, I'm jumping out of my chair. Do you see me? Look, look really close. I'm actually jumping out of my chair. This is a great crowd we have. Let me start with the co-host. And what was it from last week, Brian Carpenter? Was it was it crust or crunch? Cruck? What did we say? Crust. The crust. The crust of the show. <laughs> sitting to my right, my amazing co-host, Pete Klosik, everybody. Pete Klosik. How are you tonight, Pete? I'm good, man. I'm hey, real good. But I want to tell you, though, uh, I saw you at a post recently. <laughs> are, is it true you're the most mysterious man in the world? <laughs> are you are you the one from that that uh, Dos Equis commercial? I've, I've heard that been said. Wow. I think somehow my photo got doctored. I don't know who's responsible for that. Do you have all those talents though? Like, can you do a little bit of everything? Do you feel like that? I I, I don't think so. You don't think so? <laughs> all right. Believe in yourself, Pete. Hey, I I had a great time this weekend over in the city with Ooh. you and the and the whole Ike Live crew. Almost, yeah, all of us. And, yeah. Uh, Hold on. Blast. Hold on to that thought because I actually want to talk about that first. Let me let me, let me go back around and reintroduce everybody. Uh, on the casting couch tonight, really dynamic few guys here on the couch. Dynamic, a good word. Uh, sitting to my left. Robust. Part of robust, very robust man <laughs> sitting to my left. Okay. Uh, Men. And and probably the most important member of the Lick crew, Mr. Warren Walk. Warren, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, Mike. Good to see you Thanks back in the studio. When's the last time you were in? It's uh, been a it's while. It's been about three months, four months. Okay. Yeah, I, w- I was due for a show. You were due for a show? Okay. Yeah. Good to see you again. <laughs> for a show. Good like to see it. you. And sitting next to Warren, you might know him as Wharf. <laughs> but we know, all know him as Fathead, a.k.a. Dave Brodzik. Uh, Dave! How's it going? How you doing? I'm doing great. You look comfy tonight. I feel comfy. Dude, I, and you know what I like? You we didn't, we didn't even ask you to... I mean, this is how you came in tonight. Is that correct? This is what I wear. I mean, Beck didn't send Mal like a message like, wear this or anything. This is you. I wouldn't have got the message anyway. You wouldn't have got it. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have a cell phone. I, don't, I just got one. You just got a cell phone. <laughs> I got one, man. Now it's I amazing. Okay. No longer off the grid. Before that, you were using smoke signals the entire time? Call, call on the home line. Payphone. No, yeah. Oh. Don't have them Two dimes. Cell phone. No more. <laughs> but what I like, what I like is you're very, uh, you're spon- you're on board with sponsorships. You're right on. Tackle Warehouse, big sponsor of the show, and and I know you order from Tackle Warehouse. I've been ordering from them longer than you've been cashing checks from them, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> Under Armour. <laughs> Under Armour hat. Yeah. The only company that makes a hat that big for your head size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, man, I wasn't ready for all this. Now, and what about the pants though? Are they yeah. are they IOU pants? Nah, my mother-in-law every Christmas and birthday picks me up the uh, the cargo sweatpants. So okay, it's either that or the or the black ones that like go up to my calf because they've been washed on high heat for too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like almost my Sunday best. Well, that's okay because we all know Brian, every everything Brian owns is like that. Nah, Brian, Brian's come around. Man. He's come around. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the scrub now. So. <laughs> uh, it, back in the box, uh, as always. Um, back in the box. Man, I don't. I, I don't. I, I almost jinxed it last show. I said you were doing a wonderful job. I'm not going to say anything this show. You do a good job. What do you mean, almost jinxed it? I almost jinxed it. I said you, I said you were an amazing producer last show, and did anything happen? No. It didn't. Did it? 
Did it? No. no. I don't think no. it did. You do a good job. Brian Carpenter, everybody. Uh, producing the show back there. Uh, he's always got it under control. He was he was here, Pete. You know what time he got here? He got here like 7 o'clock this morning. Cook breakfast, play with knobs and dials. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Things just end up the play way they end up, and it, it seems to work. It doesn't work. Hey, that's commitment. That is commitment. Uh, uh, sitting next to Brian um, are, are, I guess, let's call her an I am girl. My beautiful wife, Rebecca. <laughs> Hi, I am girl. Hi. We're, we want to hear some stories from you a little bit about uh, about Saturday night too in a second. So I don't know if I remember anything. I don't know. And sitting next to Becky, and and this is one of our special guests tonight. I know you could probably just see a little bit of her. We're gonna get her on the casting couch here in a second. She's a homegrown female talent. Homegrown. I mean, that's I love that. Yeah, we've local. Had, we've had a couple. Thank you. Couple girls from You're around welcome. here. Thank and, you very uh, much, guys. Here tonight. Yeah, Bridget Allen's going to be here. She's going to be on the cast couch. Uh, going to be asking her a lot of questions. Uh, really, the backbone of the show. And let me remind you, if you haven't seen the 10,000 promos we sent out over the last week, uh, this is a, f- a special show. This is a women in fishing show. This is a lady special. This is going to be a great show. Uh, I can tell you, for me personally, this is a big show. I've got three girls. Dave, you go, girl. This is, this is an important show to talk about this. I have a girl. You have a girl. This is a great show. We're going to be talking about uh, women anglers. We're going to talk about ladies in the sport of fishing. Uh, it's a great topic. A lot of different areas we're going to approach tonight. But before we do that, before I get into what the show is all about, let, let's say a special thank you to everybody in the military, uh, active, retired veterans, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for what you do. Uh, firemen, police, ETM, thank you guys. We really appreciate what you do for us. Uh, l- l- let's get right into it. Pete, we have a special show. I just said, ladies special, mm-hmm. but we have a surprise guest hopefully joining us. Oh. Do you want to knock on the classic trophy real quick, too? Just To knock on? To hope we get the... To hope we get them? There you go. There is an outside possibility. Outside chance. That we have a champion that was crowned a few hours ago that will be joining us tonight. Who is that, Pete? JT Kenny. Just just won the FLW tournament down on Lake Toho. Yeah. By the skin of his teeth. That's crazy. He had a heart attack. He had a 12-pound lead going into today and, uh, and, and held on. Held on. Held off a big charge. By the guys right behind him and uh, and held on for the win. But we, I've been talking with JT. He said he's going to try to make it on the show yeah. tonight. You know, of course, just winning a big tournament like that, yeah. and being pulled in a bunch of different directions. We hope he can find a, a place where he can Skype in and yeah. call in. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be talking to him. Well, hopefully, hear from. Him. And on the on the side of the lady anglers, let me tell you, but, but, the tremendous cast besides Bridget, uh, Pam Martin Wells. I mean, she's amazing. She's done everything yeah. uh, in the sport. Uh, and then a couple of, of kind of newcomers. I'm very excited to hear from them. Uh, we've got Trey Christ. We know Trey is coming on. And Nicole Jacobs is coming on tonight. Nicole fishing her first big tournament down in Florida, too. And we can get an update from her. It should be interesting. Because she was on the co-side. So we're going to get to hear the story from a different perspective, which I like. Sure, sure, and it's it's going to be great. I've fished with so many ladies in the co-angler division over the years in the FLW tournament trail, and the girls trying to make that transition over to the to the boater side is a tough one. It's a it's a tough one for anybody, and uh, no it's great to see so many ladies getting after it. It is it's exciting. Uh, but let me tell you, so Saturday, let's let's talk about this real quick. Saturday, uh, Becky's birthday is actually not until is it Wednesday. Uh, the 11th. 
Make sure I get that right. <laughs> or I'd be beat. I'd get really in trouble tonight. Um, but we went out Saturday to celebrate her birthday because I tell you, this is... We went out Friday, by the way. Oh, we went out Friday. Friday. <laughs> uh, at least I got your birthday right. Yeah, got that going. We're, we're going to get into why I forgot that in a second. All the alcohol involved. Uh-huh. I think I was Ruthie, too, that night. Um, nice. <laughs> the, the interesting thing is... You know, everybody thinks the life of a pro angler is glamorous, and we're, we're going to talk more about this later, but it's tough. And I, I think for the past six or seven years on Becky's birthday, we've been in a camper, we've been in a hotel room, we've been in the truck driving. It was so nice to be able to be home and celebrate her birthday. You made up for it. I tried oh, to. We did. Oh, one night. <laughs> I tried to. But it was fun. It was fun. We went to Philadelphia, which mm-hmm. is nice, getting over in the city. Short drive for us over there. Yep. And uh, and had some great food. Uh, back, back, yep. what, let me get your thoughts, Beck. You were the, the birthday girl. Did you have a good night? I had a blast. You did? Yeah, it was fun. Brian most, Carpenter, you were there. Did were you have a good night? It. We, I had, we amazing had time. Yeah, we had a great time. Well, we're all getting older, too. So it's not like we all get out together and do a big night yeah. very often. So I think it was pretty fun to have most of the crew there and just yep. hang out, let loose. It was nice. Everybody looked sharp. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dressed to impress. Everybody looked good. I think... Uh, Pete did not wear the robe out. <laughs> John McGraw was the only one that had sneakers on. <laughs> Everybody else had just shoes. He had like a, a sport coat with it, right? And like a real designer pair of jeans. He I'm did. Sure what he did was he did perfectly like GQS because yeah. no way he was out of oh no out of step. No, he was reading. He had a GQ Esquire Men's Journal all set up in front of him when he was picking out his wardrobe, <laughs> trying to see what was in and trendy. Nice, uh, Brian. Did you feel a little out of place on Friday night because you weren't producing anything? No. Did no. you feel like you should have been pushing buttons and turning no, dials? I felt great. You felt great. He no felt stress. out of place because he wasn't allowed in the special room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up with that? You want to talk about that? I do. Let's talk about that. So do we really want to talk about that. Just a no. little bit. So let me let me give you the recap. So uh, we met a, we met at the Polymer Hotel at, at the bar there, which was great. We met there for some cocktails. We went and had Cuban food. Was really good. It was awesome. It was awesome. And how do you say? How do you pronounce the name of that restaurant? I, I, I my Spanish is terrible. Alma de Cuba. Alma de, Alma de Cuba. V- very good. I very good food. It was a surprise. Name. It was a surprise. It was good. And then we went to an after-hour uh, a cocktail lounge called 1925, and it was also a burlesque lounge, <laughs> which was interesting because <laughs> it was birthday. Becky's birthday, <laughs> and we went to a burlesque lounge. Oh, yeah. But it was it was good. It was good. There were a lot of tassels. There was a lot of movement. Very I liked tasteful. it. It was tasteful, but so they had uh, they have a uh, I guess it's an old bank or it's an old. Well, the dancers were tasteful. The dancers were tasteful. The rest of us questionable. <laughs> right. So so anyway, there's there's a. <laughs> there's a vault, and in this vault, it's an old vault in this old building. In the vault, they have a pole, and so a lot of the ladies that were with Becky and a couple of the girls were were in there swinging around. My wife. Your wife was in there, and you wanted to go in and watch all what? the stuff that was going on. And what happened, Bri, when, when you went to enter the vault? They said no men. They said no men. <laughs> unless unless you were part of some VIP, some creepy ass, you got to pay a bunch of money to go sit in the room. 
Right. What so they that? it also didn't help that Stockel was standing there with a with a jar of Jergens and like a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, that de- definitely didn't help. That definitely didn't help. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> there was no one in the room but us. Right. By the way, it was empty. There there well, were no creepy people. No, I just want to see my wife dance on a pole. I mean. Right. Well, hell? here's the funny part. So there was a mirror which I believe was double sided. Yeah. And right after all this happened, you were mad, you stomped away, they were still in there <laughs> doing their away. thing. And I got up, because I just wanted to see what the commotion was. And from that room, where that two-way mirror is at, the door opened up, yeah. a couple guys walked out, Marizu, Shimizu, and Takahiro Mori. <laughs> yeah. True story. True story. <laughs> and, what were they wearing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they had their tournament jerseys on. What do you think? They were both smoking electronic cigarettes. Nice. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> that was totally made up. Uh, it was a great night out. Uh, a special shout out to everybody that was part of that night. Very fun. Uh, let me remind everybody that uh, Ike Live is available now on iTunes. Uh, and if you miss the show, if you want to go back and listen to it, if you're on a long drive, if you're stuck in traffic and you're just pissed off and you want to hear the TMZ bass fishing, uh, download it on iTunes and and let us know what you think about the show. We want to hear from you. And by the way, that reminds me, Bri, yes. uh, we want to tell everybody to spread the word, right? Spread the word. Spread the word. What, what, what would be your advice, Bri? And we Pod- want to see what you look like, too. Podcasts are cool. Podcasts are cool. Yes, you should watch. You should listen to them. Okay, so if you, if you like the show, TV's Podcasts dead. Are cool. TV's dead. TV's TV dead. Radio's dead. Everything's dead except TV's Ike dead. Live. Uh, <laughs> watch, watch Ike Live. Everything's dead. Uh, Pete's, Pete just stepped out to take a phone He's call. Networking. I don't. I don't He's even networking. get this. He's JT Kenny. Oh, it is JT. Okay, I, I thought would he was, hope I think so. I thought he was working on a sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Either way. Uh, speaking of podcasts, uh, everything else is dead except Ike Live and <laughs> Bass Talk Live. Uh, check out Mark Jeffries' uh, Bass Talk Live on BassZone.com. That's another good podcast. Outstanding podcast. I want I like you to it. check that. He's also got a little project called Twenty Foot, Twenty Feet Deep. Really good. He's got a couple new victims, right? Yeah. He's going to be... Victim- is is uh, Steve Kennedy's next? I think Steve Kennedy is next. I want to uh, see that one. Yeah. If yeah. you, if you want to watch uh, the life story of Steve Kennedy, if you want to know why he's called the Rain Man of bass fishing, check out 20 Feet Deep. <laughs> uh, it's true. Uh, as soon as Pete comes back in here, this is actually a good time. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Pete, while you're up, and, and while you, have, you still have your Bluetooth in... Let's go ahead, and we're going to do... We're going to weigh Pete in. Uh-huh. We're going to weigh him in. Why he's up? We're going to weigh him in. Dave, get, yeah. let's get the official scale out. I have, this, some, I have some news. You do have news. Well, well let's hear the news I, first, I then we're going to weigh you. I had to remove myself from the room. Uh, Excuse yourself. You had to relieve yourself? <laughs> JT's in. All right. Yeah! yeah. Nice. JT Kenny's in. Yeah, right. He's driving. He's, uh, he's going to be... Available between the 7:30 and 8 o'clock. Whenever uh, phone call, you know he's going to be looking for. It's going to be a phone call. He's driving. Do you want to give me his number live on the air here? No. Just say it out loud. Don't do that. He was. Don't do that. Very excited to be participating in ladies' night. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna let Pete go out here. Uh, Should we have Bridget witness his way? Uh, We do need a witness. We do need a witness. Hold on, hold on a second, Pete. Don't don't try to cheat us here. Bridget's coming out. We need a witness. We need a witness here. Okay. By the way, let let me give you a recap why Pete's weighing in. Let me give you a recap. Uh, We started at two fifty one. No. Yes. We skyrocketed it to two fifty five. Oh, poor Pete. We went back down. To 248, 
And as of the last show, Dave, we were at 246. He's going to go up. He's going to go up. He's going to go up. We're going to, we're going to, we're, we're weighing right now. Are we doing a drum roll? He got on it three times. That's what tells me. Okay. Take some clothes off. All right. We're going to, we're going to write an official (laughs) weight here. And by the way, let me, let me preface this before Pete comes in and tell you that dinner on Saturday was family style. So I don't know if that have anything to do with his weight that comes in. It was family style. He can't just keep getting on the scale till the right number comes up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't weigh your fish more than once. You can't push on the weighing yeah, bag. Like, weigh your Pete more than once. Yeah. Come on, Pete. Come on, Pete. Pete, uh, Pete actually stripped down to get on the scale. You can't do that either. I had to. You had to strip down? He took his belt off. <laughs> and his shoes. Oh, my God. I'm all right with the shoes, and I'm all right with the belt. Are we done with this? Are we saying the weight? What are you? We're going to say the weight. I'm going to wait for Pete to get back in and say the weight. What do you got, Pete? And the official weight? 246.5. According to my calculations, we're at .5 half pound heavier. It's the Cuban food. After last this weekend, that is pretty good. It's also not working. Out. No complaints. <laughs> you can't lose weight with a weekend like that. Too many Ike lives yeah. in a row. We're taking him away from his gym time. I'd also like to know why he was shocked that the Cuban food was. I good. don't even think yeah, that's I don't a weight. Is it half a pound of weight? I don't know. Oh, he, uh, big night for Pete's Outback. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, my big night, man. Outback. Yeah, and they, they get cut back the portions. I just said they just it was a long time ago. Outback, and, and, and they the took portions. the king crab off the menu too. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they took the crab option with your steak off the yep. menu. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I used to order the Melbourne. It took you like a week to digest it, man. It was just this giant bone. <laughs> Nice. I get the mushroom side, the crab legs on the side. Yeah, they took a lot out. The salads became just like a few leaves. I tell you, I I stopped going to Outback as soon as the waitresses and the waiters stopped trying to have an Australian accent. I stopped going. <laughs> I want to yeah. be served. If I'm going to Outback, I want to be served by somebody with an Australian accent. You don't even see those cheesy or, commercials anymore. No, or I want to be kicked in the face by a kangaroo. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't go there for you the You have to steak. make reservations for that, I think. I wasn't go for the experience. <laughs> it's ladies' night. Speaking of Australia, wasn't it Kim Bain? Kim what? Bain Moore. Kim Bain. She was Kim the Bain first Moore. woman ever to qualify for the Classic. Yeah. And she came from Australia. She's from Australia. Yes. We actually, we tried we tried tracking Kim down. Uh, couldn't get a hold of her. Very elusive. Yeah, she is elusive. How, how did she qualify? How did she get in? Through the WBT. Yeah. Uh, the Women's League. Okay. She did. She did. Yeah, I think her and Andre are on a, on a boat somewhere on a yacht to saltwater fishing. That's all. All they do. That's all they do. He's got like six, you know, yeah, 300 horsepowers on uh, the back. He's got six yachts. He's got people <laughs> pouring their drinks, tying the lures. They don't even tie the lures on themselves anymore. <laughs> they let somebody do that for him. Uh, a special shout out real quick to Under Armour. Thank you for the great gear. And a special shout out to Xmark. Uh, right above me here. They are the official sponsor of the show. Thank you, Xmark. By the way, in case you didn't know, they have the best lawnmowers in the world. Did you know that? I do. Absolutely the best. I'm if, looking forward to getting one. You you have to get one. I have I have this much grass, but I'm going to push the X mark. It'll take you 30 seconds to cut that grass. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, beverage uh, beverage of choice tonight, real quick. Uh, we're going back to what we drank last week. We're drinking the Old Milwaukee Light again. What a great beer! Uh, thank you, Old Milwaukee, for the beer. Uh, also, uh, we I have a special note here, Bri. Do we have a a special? Is this a video? What is yeah. this? Oh yeah, yeah. We got a, we have a flippogram oh. of the. Uh, the crew, the lit crew's uh, hijinks. This, All right, this can, do you have that? Can we can we play that, or yeah. do you need a minute to cue this that is, up? Uh, this is from Warren's Lake. Okay, well let's take a look at this. This is a special flipogram. 
<laughs> I like the music. This yeah. is what happens when the South Jersey continues. It just went away. Now I see a mountain. This is a man's world. Oh. How about that? Wow. <laughs> wow. But it wouldn't be nothing. Wow, this is nice. Oh, what's that? <laughs> a woman that was a big is that a crappie? Wow. 16 inch. Centaur like bought that yesterday. Rifles on the water. <laughs> There's Centaur with the crappie. Pizza. 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 Yeah. Tebow. To take us over the road. Keithy. Man made the train. Man. Some chunks, Pete. <laughs> That's wow. That's some awesome ice fishing. That was awesome. I was trying to get you and, and Brian down this morning, but uh, it, it was actually th- these guys came in yesterday and there was nothing today. Yeah, yeah. We caught twenty-two pound limit through the ice yesterday, and that's you know, amazing. Best, best five out of maybe twelve bass. So let me ask you this: So are you just drilling in random, or do you? No, know? I, I took them to the sweet spot yesterday. Okay. Yeah, I was tired of watching uh, Keith Cowan and Mike Centaur. They were they were really enjoying catching you a lot of gills. To a sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cowan wasn't there yet. And Centaur. Valdez, yeah, Centaur, Tebow was there. Yeah. What's a sweet spot, man? What? what what's just it? an ice fishing spot. I actually brought them there to catch crappies and. You know, they what is it like a point or a grass? Uh, or? It's just a wintering area behind an island, okay. deep deep spot. With there, I think there's a little spring in this one one particular spot, and it's a couple degrees warmer. And cool. I usually murder crappies there. And uh, these guys started dropping big shiners down and catching four to six pound bass every wow. couple of minutes. It was it was fun. That's crazy. It was fun. It, we, right re- next to the Delaware ep- River. Epic day, yeah. That's crazy. Yep. What a great way to. To continue fishing through the winter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's okay. funny that I, I, I real quick, want to look back at our childhood. Why did we never think about ice fishing? Because we were hardcore all through middle school and high school. We played hockey. We played ice hockey. Yeah. But yeah, why we did what, we, we never even thought to go drill a hole in Hirsch or whatever and try to try to catch something through the ice. So much fun. Yeah. At this so point, much we grew fun. up, there was, there was no internet. There was no way of knowing that this even existed. We didn't That's true. I think Minnesota the internet's got a lot to do, do with this. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because there are we, techniques behind it. I mean, it's not, you're not, like yeah. you said, you're not drilling a yeah, hole at learn. random, and, and yeah. I mean, you you have to be dialed to a certain extent to ice fish. Just like any other time. But Stockel's uh, Makita? Like, what would we have done, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, and that was stolen at yeah. the time. It wasn't stolen. It was. the hell out of here. Whatever. Uh, let me remind everybody, uh, Ike Live is a show where you can participate. And uh, if you've got a comment, a question, uh, we want to hear from you. Best way to do it, look right there next to your screen. We've got an instant messaging in IM. The IM girl's back there. She's going to take your IM. Uh, also, hit us up on Twitter uh, with your question or comments. Mike underscore Iconelli at Twitter. Uh, and we're going to have a phone number in the After hour show. And if you want to call, if you want to crank call us, Brian, we haven't been crank called yet. Nobody's well, breathing. There, there, there goes that. Okay. <laughs> Please, somebody, crank call us tonight. Breathe yes. heavy. Give Brian a hard time. We want to hear from you yes. later on tonight. That's great. Uh, a bunch of slackers out there. There is a bunch of slackers out there. Real quick, I got a little. Uh, can you can you see the props? Do we do we still have a little crotch camera? Is that is that gone, Brian? Is that gone? I'm, I'm going to show you something right there. That's cool. Real quick, just want to make a note of this. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of you think this is a joke. This is actually a hidden hobby of mine. Uh, and this morning, 
I woke up, and let to let you know, I was still a little hungover too from the other night. I woke <laughs> two up two days later. Two days later, uh, woke up at five this morning, left the house at five thirty to go to the Baltimore Bottle Show down in Baltimore with my Uncle Don. And we walked around. It was a great bottle show. They had 300 vendors there. Saw some amazing stuff. Got to pick up a few ink bottles. Uh, pretty good show. So uh, special shout out to the Baltimore uh, Bottle Club for holding that. Really cool show. What? How much are those worth? Uh, you know, the, we, these are these are middle of the road pieces. But I got to tell you, the internet has ruined, has totally ruined shows. Bottle shows now. Yes. You know, I can remember when I was a, when when my uncle took me when I was younger. Talking about the late '80s and the '90s, uh, there was no internet, and you know, you'd go to a bottle show and you would get real deals. Like you could find something that was very valuable and pick it up for a good deal. Now everybody knows everything. There's no, you know what I mean? If you you've got a bottle, you freaking Google search it I mean, and you. And you know what it's worth. It's so, got to be hard competing against the nine other people in the world that buy these things. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. There's ten. Sure I would. There's ten. Uh, there's ten. I actually, just to give you an idea, I'm give, just giving you an idea. I saw a piece today. It was amazing. It was a Harrison Columbian Master Ink in a gallon size. This guy had two of them. He had an Aqua one and he had a Cobalt one. The Aqua one he had priced at like three, three or four thousand dollars. The Cobalt one. Had spider cracks all through it. It was still held together, but it was cracked. He won a five thousand dollars. Wow. Five grand for a, big for a freaking bottle. Something had to be special. Color, was, color. Was, was okay. it a master ink? Master ink. So it was gallon master ink. A gallon. Okay. Gallon. Yep. And and actually, Harrison Columbian's out of Philadelphia, by the way. Uh, really cool deal. Really cool deal. So I just wanted to mention that. Uh, where, where are we where are we at in the show here, Bry? I start talking about bottles and I get I get I get lost. Get excited. I get excited. <laughs> I do get excited. People are um, looking for the ladies. The musky update, Brian. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Good point, Dave. Uh, As a matter of fact, f- for those of you that are hardcore Ike Live fans, how many shows ago, Dave, was it? Give me give me a guess. It might have been five shows. Five or six shows ago, we had um, a guy on, a Canadian guy. That fishes the St. Clair area, right? Yeah, Dane. Dane. We had Dane on. And Dane actually captured this guy out there fishing and captured caught... Him. Threw a net over him. Yep. Caught this guy right here. We're, we're going to talk about this guy in a second. Looks like Hulk Hogan a little bit. But uh, this year. He caught a muskie, considered it a trash fish, got a bat to it or whatever, beat the thing senseless, let it go. Dead, floating dead. On film. And Dane and his buddy captured all this on film. Uh, and it's been it's become known as the musky mutilator incident. Um, and this guy actually got sentenced. And the guy's name is Edmund. I said parent, but it's Perron. Uh, <laughs> Perron. Uh, he's Canadian. And he was sentenced to $1,000 fine and a two-year ban from fishing. Wow. Cannot fish. Two years. But he can club seals. He can club seals. <laughs> and he can hunt sperm whale. Yeah. But he cannot fish with a rod and reel for two years. Wow. Was that was that enough punishment or was that overboard? Overboard. You think it was overboard, overboard. punishment? Really? Okay. I do. You do. Yeah, that's 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 a tough call. You know, I would. I, I could see him stripping his fishing license for a violation. You know. Right. For life. A li- you think a life ban? I don't know, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm considering it now, hearing it for the first time. That's pretty, you know, that's a pretty aggressive thing that took place out there. Right. And uh, 
he was he was at fault. Uh, I don't know. I You're don't not know. Banned from driving for two years when you have four beers back to back to back to back and get stopped. Huh? You know, you're not. You, you know what I'm saying is, this guy can't fish for two years. Yes, you are. You can get drunk, yes, drunk driving your license back quicker than that. Well, you, That's far you can go more to jail too. You can go to jail for drunk driving too. Smacking a muskie on his head. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah but it's just. I, I, th- I think it's a pretty good penalty. You know, I don't know if it's strict enough. I, I don't know. I think it's a pretty I've, fair penalty. But <clears throat> did we ever talk about the striper incident? What striper is it? Uh, we didn't. We didn't talk about it. Oh, get him on. This is a good segue. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Sure. I mean... So, there's a fine line, right, between abusing, killing, mishandling fish. There's a fine line there, because I've, I've been criticized before, too. Actually, a recent Major League Fishing Tournament, I swung a fish over, and it come off the hook, and it was a short, and I was so kind of pissed off, I chucked the thing back, and I got a lot of flack for that. Ot the foe... In the last classic, the one that just passed, caught a big striper. Didn't know it was a striper. His adrenaline's pumping the first day of the classics, fighting his fish, fighting his fish. Finally gets it up, sees that it's the striper, gets it in, wrestles it in, takes the takes the hook. I think he caught it on a, on a shadow wrap, takes the hooks out of it, and just kind of threw it back. You know, not I'm not talking about, he didn't launch it, he didn't boot it, he didn't club it, he just threw it back. And Ott got... So many hundreds of hate mails really? for tossing a striper well, back. Well, define throw and toss. Was it like a Hancock throwing the whale a half a mile into the ocean in that movie? Or was it like 10 feet from the boat, 20 feet, right next the hell to the movie? Yeah, are you talking I, about? I, I, I mean, it was a, now wait a minute. It was a big striper. I'm going to put the striper at 8 to 10 pounds. So it was more of a heave kind of, I'd, I'd say within a five, it was a five foot chuck. He's a good chuck. Did he get, did he get my fine? No. no, he shouldn't get any. Did, did no Bass fi- address it? Bass didn't address it. No. No fine. No anything. And I, I, I think, I, you know, I mean, I get it, but I think guys are going overboard. Yeah, dude. I think yeah. guys are going way yeah. I think People guys have way too much away. time yeah. in their hands. People actually called Bass and tried to get him disqualified from the classic. Yeah. They tried, yeah. People were so pissed off. They called Bass. They wanted him DQ'd. They called his sponsors. They were calling Bass Pro Shops. You know the fish landed in water, right? Fish yeah, landed in water. Are we water. hypocrites? We're, we're sending a metal hook through their face. There you go. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Your right yourselves. Exactly. Well, who are the people that are calling? Are they are they uh, fishermen or are they just they're, people they're sniper fishermen? Want to stir the pot? Right? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, see, I, I you know we got to care for our natural resources, man. We got to protect them. And uh, I see, I like the major league fishing rule. You know where they're where they're going out of their way to penalize. You know you let that fish hit the carpet. You know that's fish abuse. You know they're taking steps to prevent that fish abuse because those fish are. You know yeah we are doing that. We're hooking them, but that doesn't mean we got to drop kick them. It doesn't mean we got to hook them and then you know do drop elbows on them. Uh, you know because we're mad because the striper cost us an extra ten minutes in a tournament. You know, um, and the same thing with bass. You know, when you you think it's big, it comes up 12 inches, and you can, you know, get a little frustrated. I've seen guys react to that situation. I love that MLF rule. I love the fact that they're aware of it. I think they're they're penalizing for it. I think the whole sport needs to continue. Catch and release was a huge thing for bass fishing. 
You know, uh, catch, care, and yeah. release is a huge thing for taking care of our fish, putting them in release boats, making sure that our species is going to be there for our kids and their kids and their kids. I see nothing wrong with penalizing guys yeah. and, 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 and a movement towards protecting that species. I think it's a very good thing. Mm. I'd love to hear, what what are the fans, uh, I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts on it. Beck, can we get IMs on this? I'd love to hear what people have to say about it. Beck, your mic on? Her microphone. I can't hear you. Begin. Uh, um, uh, uh, I'm going back. Brian from Michigan. People are definitely going overboard. Frankie says people need to mind their own business. <laughs> um, come on, Pete. Where the heck is the leopard road? Oh, hey. <laughs> um, Say something sophisticated. <laughs> I thought I just did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting topic. I mean, to call, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it. But to call Bass Pro Shops to track Johnny Morris down. Who did that? Uh, somebody tracked Johnny Morris was in his bathroom trying to take care of business, <laughs> and he got a phone call in the bathroom. I mean, Johnny's got so much money, he has, actually has phone in his bathroom. And you know this, Hal? <laughs> I, I know. I know Do we a lot believe anything he says? No. Come on, Pete. No. <laughs> <laughs> Any possibility of getting Otto on the phone? Yeah. Did we try? Oh, I thought we were getting Jake T. Kenny on the we phone. We are. We're going to have everybody on the phone tonight. Ooh. All right. In the meantime, <laughs> uh, let's 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 just change topics real quick. I uh, want to remind everybody, really cool foundation that we set up a few months back called the Ike Foundation. Uh, you can check it out on my website. It's uh, MikeIkenelli.com backslash uh, Ike Foundation. Check it out. Uh, Warren, you have something going on tonight with the Ike Foundation. I do. Talk, let's talk about it because this is exciting. Because I tell you, what's exciting to me is when Becky and I launched this whole thing. There was always a little bit of man, we this is a cool thing. We want to do it, but is this thing actually going to work? You know, there's always a little bit of yeah. Are people going to support this? Is this something people are going to get behind? And in, in two months' time, a lot of stuff's already happening. So go ahead. This is this is a is exciting. To well, me. anytime anybody does stuff for kids. And especially kids in fishing, it's a it's a great thing, and yeah. uh, you know uh, the federation's real active with that with their with their youth program. Yeah, uh, here in Jersey, Randy Barron does a great job yes. with the kids. Yeah, um, and Bill Tiger's groups, of course. Yeah, a lot, lot of programs targeted towards the kids. Your program is awesome. Thanks for doing that. Absolutely, you know, that's, that's a huge thing. Yeah, uh, you know when people take extra time uh, to get kids out fishing or doing anything good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after the classic and, uh, you know, maybe a certain run on, on in the water, I get an idea to make a T-shirt up. And uh, Yes. You know, I have a little Facebook group called Warren's Fishing Buddies. It's about, I guess, going on 300 people now. Yeah. Everyone I know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I will make that public. You can you can try to get in there and yep. I'll check you out, make sure you, you clear the screening and everything. <laughs> but anyway, I, I made a little joke t-shirt. Yeah. It's a little poke at another angler. Yeah. And, uh, Do we have that t-shirt? A, an what angler? I'm not familiar with what's going on. Well, I, I could run out and get the t-shirt if you want. We'd know? like to see the t-shirt before the night's you over. You want to see the t-shirt? We'd like, before the night's over, okay. we'd like to see that t-shirt. Anyway, I sold about 50 of them and yeah. uh, pretty much all the proceeds are, are here and... Uh, you know, from the get-go, it was it was a benefit to the Ike Foundation, yeah. and uh, wow, there's a few dollars for the foundation. Look there. at that, awesome! Wow, awesome. look at that right there. That is awesome. Beck, take a look at that. That's great. Thank you, Warren. A lot of guys in South Jersey supported that. 
That's awesome. That's yes. awesome. This is actually uh, the last show we had. Uh, we had a cash donation somebody gave us. Nice. But this is awesome. This is actually the first check that anyone has ever written to the Dyke Foundation. Nice. So that's it's a very exciting I didn't know moment. That. That's to cool. Us. Yeah. yeah. Put it up on the wall like at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pin it up right here. Well, photocopy. <laughs> yeah. We actually want to cash this because this can help us with postage. But this is awesome. This is a break. What you're your doing moment. is awesome. That's, Thank you. That's the Thank awesome you. Thing. Hey, you know, growing a sport is all through the kids. But if if somebody wants to pick up that T-shirt. Let them know. How, what's the best way they can track it down? Um, you could uh, join my Facebook group. It's called Warren's Fishing Buddies. Okay. I would type in Warren's Fishing B because I spelled buddies a little funny. Okay. Know. Buddies. But, uh, yeah, if you join, uh, you you know, if you go under that group and I, I get you in, you'll you'll see the T-shirt. And, cool. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're that's, very uh, welcome. That's awesome. We, thank we, you, We Mike. appreciate it. That's, that's going to help a, help a ton, so thank you for awesome. that. Awesome. Who do we got? We got anybody lined up back there, Brenda Carpenter? Yeah, we're... I want to dial up JT. Okay, let's. Think, do you want to do JT? Uh, are we are we are we bypassing out the phone? Yeah. We'll talk about that later. The show must go on. Okay, <laughs> let's continue with the show uh, at this moment in time. And I think let me uh, let me pat us on the back here real quick, Dave, and tell you this. And I, I've told you this stat before. Uh, you know, Google Analytics. The great thing about Google Google Analytics is they don't lie, right? You could have a TV show. You could have the best show on the Outdoor Channel or Sportsman Channel, and you know they say, oh, this is hitting so many households. But you really don't know. Right. Ike Live, through Google Analytics, we know 100% in stone that we are the best podcast anywhere, ever. Nice. We know that. Are you joking? Or <laughs> <No>. <laughs> What's the punchline? <laughs> there is no punchline. All right. Uh, where was I going with this? Uh, I know where I was going with this. Um that was a joke, but this is amazing because I want to tell you that I, I got to believe that this is probably the quickest any show has ever got on a winner of a tournament. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. I'd like to say that this this live moment, we're going to have him here live, it was literally like three hours ago he weighed in. And we've got him right here on Ike Live Show. He's good That's impressive. It. Well, he's not on yet. He's not on yet. Oh, yeah. A lot of pressure on Brian back there. Uh, he's not on yet. Yep. But here's the other neat tie-in. We had JT at the Bash University. That's right. T- talk a little bit about that, Pete, because this is great timing for, for us and for him. Yeah, well, you know, what's, what's amazing is at the Bash University, he gave uh, seminars about flipping, right? That's what... He's notorious for mm-hmm. right. He's a, he's known a master, for it. known for master. It. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he was he was doing that up there at our event to uh, replace one of the flippers that we had to replace for that particular seminar. So JT was a great choice. For that. Did a fantastic job, and my understanding is in this tournament he wasn't flipping, and he also gave a grass. Wow. A grass seminar at the Bash University, and uh, and I think a lot of the I'm anxious to talk to him about exactly how he caught him in this tournament. I mean, I've read Bass Fan, I've read FLW, you know, so I I, I know a little bit about what he's doing, but um, you know, I'm really I'm really anxious to see what the specifics are. He won he won a big one on Okeechobee, not flipping. He found a little mm-hmm. isolated pool, mm-hmm. it was real far away from everything, and I don't remember either. Might might have been like a skinny dipper or something to yeah. that effect. But he won a tournament down there without flipping. That's why I, I, I saw that. He he uh, he loves to flip, but, I mean, he really likes to fish offshore. But I guess he's just known for his, right. his flipping prowess. He's one prowess. of the best punchers yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's building but, a pretty good uh, rep as a ledge buster now, too. But yeah. here, here, so that's a good ledge here, tournament. Here's yeah. one of the most exciting things is we are changing our entire – we have a launch series for Bash University Television, and we're changing it. We're putting JT front and center. We're launching him this week. Wow. On his grass fishing seminar for Bash University. So those of you that haven't subscribed, try it. Go to BashUniversity.com, TheBashUniversity.com, and uh, look for JT. This Thursday we'll be launching his uh, his fishing you his grass seminar. You won't watch another fishing show again if, if you subscribe to Bass TV. There's just it, It's night and day. It's too much information. What? It is. It, it's, it's very very valuable stuff. And it's try not it. an infomercial at all. We'll give you a T-shirt just for trying it, and, uh, and you know, everybody stays. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, what, what great timing. Uh, how we doing, Brian? Uh, joining us live via phone, and uh, gosh, I don't know. We're going to find out where he's at. I don't know if he's celebrating, if he's driving. We're going to find out in a second. The first champion of the FLW 2015 from Lake Toho. Joining us, I think, via phone, JT Kenny. JT Kenny, everybody. JT. <laughs> now you guys, yeah, that was a standing ovation, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to make sure it was. You're in front. Just to let you know, JT, this is Mike, by the way. You're in front of a really big audience tonight. There's like 12 people listening to the show, so <laughs> it's a big audience. Congratulations, was, by the way. That, that was almost as many people that was at the weigh-in. <laughs> <laughs> Looked a little thin. I, I I I was watching it too. I got I got to tell you. Uh, so Brian the Carpenter and I, we're here. Brian showed up a couple hours before the show. We're upstairs watching it live. We're watching FLW live. And we're we're nervous, like you know we're, we're watching them come up, and it's uh, Scott Canterbury weighs in a nice big bag on the last day, and oh, yeah. we're and we're watching you put them in one by one, and and the internet here sucks, so <laughs> there's like this delay, so we see you put a fish in, and then the internet stops working, and then now uh. it's, and now you put another one, and me and Brian are looking at each other like oh sh- shit shit what 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 just happened, and then we see him floating in there, we're like. We're trying to do the math in our head, and we're like, "This right. is this is going to be close." And then and then the internet went dead, and and we're like, oh, man. "Dude, we're nervous. We're ner- I'm nervous. My heart's pounding. I'm, I'm My ta- palms are getting sweaty." <laughs> I'm talking to Brian the Carpenter on the phone while you guys are yeah. watching because I'm driving down to the show. I'm like, "Come on, JT, did you have to make it so close?" Yeah. Now here now here's what I want to know. So then uh, finally the internet starts working again and you won. We we you know, we see you're excited. But the whole time, even when you were putting those fish in, you looked calm. We were more nervous than you were. Were you I'm not dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I I was I was beside myself cuz cuz I'll have to preempt that a little bit. I put a lot of of time and effort yeah. and preparation into that event. I mean, you know, we all as professional fishermen, we all do we all do that for every event. But I mean, like, you know, I was only an hour and a half from there, and when I saw the schedule and saw the moon, the, the full moon was on the first day of the tournament. You know, I, I knew what those big those big Florida females spawn on. Yeah. You know, and and I knew there was going to be a big spawn there, and I was like, dude, that's lining up. You know, that's lining up in my, you know, everybody credits me as a flipper and all this stuff, but, but, you know, like, I know what they do when they're spawning too, and I was like, that, I mean, that could be something. And I, and right then, like, I began, you know, the wheels turning, like, yeah. you know, and, and, and just, you know, prepping, and, and dude, I talk, you know, I got a lot of buddies that fish over there, and I start, you know, just, of course, we're starting to talk about the Toho event, it's six months away, but, 
But, you know, like, so much stuff went into it. Like, yeah. you know, talking to buddies about when a cold front goes through and when this goes through and, and you know, and when this happens and when there's, you know, which was a, a big shocker for me. Like, a lot of the guys caught them in current, which we never have current down here this time of year. You know, that's a big deal in the summertime, which I don't bass fish down here in the summertime. If I'm down here in the summertime, I'm going fishing. I'm going saltwater fishing. But, so, you know, it was just, uh, you know, the preparation began and then, you know, to, to have a 12-pound lead going into the last day, you know, like like the plan's working perfect, you know. Yeah. Caught, caught two giant bags, and then, you know, cold front comes through. I got something for that, too. You know, yeah. I go out and, and throw my spinnerbait around and, and, you know, and catch a respectable bag and actually increase my lead by, by a couple ounces, you know, and, like, you know, everything's on track. And then the gosh damn wheels fall off today, yeah. you know. It's like... It's like, dude, really? You know, like, I mean, it was just like, you know, and I like, and I went out again today and was like, my plan right now is to stay in Toho. I'll catch me another, you know, 13 to 15 pounds and lock this thing up. Yeah. You know, it's all over. And then all of a sudden, like, after a half hour after sunup, I can see the back end of the clouds. You know, as they're, as they're moving through. Uh, and, like, yeah. as soon as the clouds move through, the, you know, it's all of a sudden it's getting real bright. And I can tell it's going to be bright and sunny all day, and it wasn't supposed to do that until, like, 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And the wind starts laying down, and I'm like, dude, oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. The window, the window for the big ones is opening. You know, and I'm yeah. like, I'm going back. I'm going to Kissimmee. I'm going back. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to exclamation point, slam the door. You know, everybody can kiss it. Yeah. You know, deal and and you know it's over. There's no way I'm going to get down there and 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 fish isolated cover. You know, for four hours and not catch sixteen or seventeen or eighteen pounds. Yeah. Well, you know, after about three and a half hours of it, and I admit, I actually got a lot of bites, but I kept missing them. And I mean, it was like, you know, I'm dude, I'm feeding them like they got it. Like they're swimming out through the through the arrowheads or through the pads, and I'm feeding them like the old Bobby Lane. You know, he gives gives them a couple strips of line before yeah. he sets the hook. I was actually doing that. Like I always make fun of him for doing that. I was actually doing that, and I jerk, and it would just jerk right into the bottom of the arrowheads or whatever. Huh. Like, oh my god! I mean, it was just like you know bad. And then finally, like I had a three and a half pounder on, and it got off, and I dropped the loudest f bomb there ever was. <laughs> Awesome! Pretty sure people maybe I don't, up there in New I don't Jersey know. where you guys are. I don't know. We don't know anything about the F bomb. Either do, either does right. Bobby. Either does Bobby Lane. None of us do. Yeah, the <laughs> right, right. exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, when that when when that happened, it was just like yeah, just like I was saying, with all the time and preparation, it's like I can't believe this is yeah. this is gonna happen. Yeah, I can't believe this is gonna you know like yep. twelve and a half pound lead really and yeah. all this and it's not gonna work. I'm like, dude, so. But it was just awesome to deal it's with. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, as you were talking, it was interesting because what you talked about with the preparation is exactly. I, I mean, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking of the Delaware River, and it was the same way. You know, when, <laughs> when we had the Delaware River coming up, it was six months before, and I started thinking about it. Yep. Same thing. Oh, Did yeah. a lot of legwork. I spent 12 days out there. I color coded spots. A lot of similarities. On, on, <laughs> That's so funny. It's exactly what I did yep. with my waypoints, dude. I had them color coded. Like, yeah, I know what that is. What that is. I yep. don't get confused. I'm running up the lake, and I'm like. Oh, what the hell is that, Mark? You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and 
It's kind of funny, but I, I was happy for you. You know, you're saying you're happy for me, dude. When you went up there, I was like, dude, awesome for him. He's my buddy. Awesome for the sport. You know, just how how cool that. I'm sure you've heard that a hundred times. Yeah, but, it, it, it's you know, how cool that was. Yeah, it's great to you know, it's it's rewarding when you put that much time in and you put that much work and it pays off. It's nice when you work and it's successful mm-hmm. because I've done that before oh, yeah. and it hasn't panned out and you always you, oh, me too yeah and you always feel a little dejected like god this, this dude won and like Steve Kennedy will win and he shows up with like half a day of practice well I just mm-hmm. fished near the ramp and then you know you got like you got like you're a like, month really? yeah you got like a month of practice and you're like what the uh, but but no it's awesome because hard work yeah. does pay off you know it, it, it can reward you you know the other thing I, I want you to talk about a little bit more because because this, to me, when I and by the way, I watched it every day. I was keeping up with it. This, to me, was a turning point. I, I want you to dig dig in a little deeper for this, JT. Is on the third day, you totally switch. That's a hard thing to do. You switch lakes. You totally switch patterns, and you turned it to a defensive strategy, which is very interesting. I, I want you to talk a little bit more about that because I feel like you won the event because of that third day. That was that was the day you won the tournament, in my and, opinion. And a lot of people were questioning it, that yeah. decision. Like, yes, you know, should you be defensively fishing or not? You know, and and, and you did, and, and you, you did, won. and you won. Yeah, talk a little bit more right. about that change. Well, I mean, honestly, like, the, I mean, that is exactly what I did because. You know, not a, like I like I said earlier. You know, I I knew when there's a full moon in March on that Kissimmee chain, there's going to be a spawn. You know, I, I I know what those big fish you know spawn around, and and you know know you know some little techniques about how to catch you know the big ones. But I also know that they're hugely fickle. You know, like they're just like they're they're. You know they're nasty bitches. <laughs> you know, like they are, man. They are. You know, it's like he, they're real fickle, and and I knew. I just I knew in my heart that this front came through. You know, late afternoon. You know, don't 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 chase them. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't, you're gonna get, you're gonna get burned. You know, don't do it. Yeah. And and like you said, dude, as fishermen, it is so hard. Not to stick with who brought you to the dance to use some cheesy cliche. But, it's hard. You know what I mean? Like, you know, not, not doing that. It's really hard. But I was just like, no, no. I'm, it's hard. I'm it's go, it's hard. Especially, I know I can go catch some with the conditions like this. Yeah. Go throw a spinnerbait around and some, you know, some scattered hyd- hydrilla spots. I know there's some fish, and, and I'll catch them. And I, you know, obviously, I didn't catch anything like what I had been catching. But you know what? It was enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. And it, it's a big deal because, you know, a, a lot of times guys have been the front runners in tournaments, and they keep trying to swing for the bleachers. Uh, you know, and there's a time to do the heavy lifting, and there's a time to yeah. lay up. Yes. You know, and, yeah. uh, you know, it looks like You know, honestly, you it. That, third, that third day when I kept telling myself, because I wanted to go do it, I wanted to. I wanted to get a century belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to get it. I wanted to be in the hundred pound club. You know, I, you know, I'm a competitor. Yeah. I mean, that's what I want. But I kept telling myself, like that. I'm sure everybody listening and you guys have seen Ten Cup. Was like, Roy. Sometimes par is good enough to win. Yeah. You know, I yeah. just kept telling myself yeah, that. I was right. like, dude, you got a twelve pound lead. Yeah. Par is good enough to win. Go catch some bass. Yeah. yeah. And it's a four day you know, event. Make, make them catch you. Make them beat you. Yeah. And it's a four-day event. It's a it's a marathon. I mean, you got you do oh, have yeah, to. You're damn right. You yeah. have to pace yourself. That's right. You have to pace There's yourself. There's a time to put the throttle down. Yeah. And but to be to your credit, 
damn, you put the throttle down on day one. Good lord, <laughs> that was yeah, nice. I, you know, and, and and not you know, I, yeah, I won the event and everything and whatever. But I mean, if anybody watched the the way in the first day, like, dude, some of the ones I shook off and had marked, you know, to go right back to and practice. Like, I I had twenty nine, fourteen, or fifteen or whatever. I was mad because like I was thought I was gonna have a great big bag. Like, yeah. You know, it was it was fun. I was I, in in practice. I was throwing a you know the gambler fat ace with a just with a hitchhiker on it. You know, no no uh, no hook. You know, yeah. I would kind of I'd kind of pull into them and you know get a get a gauge on how big they were. You know, by how hard they pulled. The the area that I fished the the first day and caught that big bag out of, um, I had two of them in like four casts that strip drag with no hook and straightened out a hitchhiker. Wow. Wow, that's scary. That's scary. Well, like I'm sure some of our listeners want to know. I mean, you you said that that gambler ace. How how were you catch? How'd you catch that? Big yeah, bag? yeah, we do. We we want to know the baits. What what were what yeah, were the key yeah, baits? Yeah, definitely no. It was the, the gambler fat ace, which is you know it's a it's a, a senko style bait, you know, stick bait. Um, and it's you know it's a it's a six inch the fat model so it's you know it's just a like an oversized senko is what it is. Okay. And uh, you know I caught him on, on that with a laser trocar TK one thirty five odd hook and and uh, and a three eight ounce range tungsten weight you know because it's a little bit windy. Um, typically I go with a lightweight but you know I just and just casting it past you know reeds and arrowheads and sometimes even lily pads just scattered cover. And and you know just drag it past there and that's what they like to spawn on the base of those reeds. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's, yeah, that's just, shallow water. When, when, when you're grow. when you're dragging it along the base of that reed and then all of a sudden like you don't even feel the bite. All of a sudden your line's just tight. Hold <laughs> <laughs> my beer. Watch this. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah, that when, when you feel it go tunk tunk, you're like. Eh, eh. You know, it might, it might be a three pounder, maybe at best. But when you when you just feel it just tight, and you go to pull, and it just moves just enough to let you know it's alive. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> watch this. Oh, <laughs> so, so you these were bedding fish, but you weren't sight fishing for them. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what they were. Blind blind bed fishing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. And yep. that and that just, just knowing you know knowing what they spawn on. Okay. And uh, you know, then just going and putting the, you know, putting the time in, and and see, like in my practice, like I had already went and located. I knew it was going to be a spawn, and I already knew what they were going to spawn on, just from experience down here. So I had already went and scouted, but I didn't do too much in Cypress and Hatch and Hall, mostly Kissimmee and Toho. And I had already scouted and looked at every dude, literally. Every isolated clump of reeds, arrowheads, and lily pads, and found the ones that had all the right ingredients that I'm not ready to talk about right now. <laughs> and then during my three days of practice, I wasn't out there with 10 rods on the deck like we all are at most events. I had one rod on the deck, and I was already had all the perfect ones away from it. Yeah. But I was just running around, throwing at all the perfect blue dots and depending on what pulled on the blue dot i changed the dot color ah mm. yep so you made know, a more, and then, and then more every, current 
a more current yeah, mark. Yeah, and then every yeah. early morning and late evening, I would go test what I called my contingency stuff. You know, my little 14-pound spinnerbait. You know, places that look good for that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. For cold front type. You know, the, the deal in Florida on cold fronts, you either flip a big weight or you catch them on a rattle trap or a chatterbait. Right. Like that's that's how that's what that's what is done down here. Yeah. Like that's what. You and know, it's so. and, and, it, and it's interesting. You use the spinner bait. That's a great question because I think a lot of guys in that scenario would have used a trap or a chatter bait, but you chose a spinner bait. What 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 was behind that that choice? It, it was just a little bit thick for a trap or a spinner bait. Where I actually got, or, excuse me, for a trap or a, a you know a vibe jig where I got bit. Gotcha. You know, so you know, it's just, I mean, there was there was like. It was scattered hydrilla, but it was just too thick to the point where you were just, yeah, you, know, you were just jerking that vibe jig just too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. like I like to two or three times the cast get in the grass and snap it out of there, but like not when it's like, you know, ten times the cast. It was just too much. But, uh, but yeah, I was throwing a Nichols pulsator spinnerbait and it's a little skirt color that uh, be coming out in a couple of weeks. JTK signature series skirt color. Very it's, nice. Uh, it's pretty Very, cool deal. That's awesome. Hey, let me remind everybody listening, if you've got a question or a comment for JT, hit us up on IM. We want to know what you uh, what, what you want to listen to and what you want to hear. Let me ask you something real quick. This is a great Good. start to the season. Tournament number one, your first place. What, what's your mind thinking right now? Are you, I, I, I mean, honestly, this is a great question. Like, are you thinking, I mean, you have a legitimate shot with a start like this to be right there for AOY. Is your mind thinking that already, or are you not even thinking oh, that yeah, far de- ahead? definitely. And, and, you know, and, and there's a you know, there's a big fire under me right now, too, because, you know, last year in 2014, I missed the Forest Wood Cup for the first time in, well, I think it was eight or nine years or something like that, you know? So, yeah. Dude, that pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I, you know, I mean... I, I, don't, I don't I don't not make that. Yeah, that's a motivator. I mean, I mean, in my opinion, not trying to sound you know like cocky yeah. or anything, just being you know just being the competitor that I am. I'm like, well, I need to know. I just well, I'm there every year. Yeah, it's a motivator. You know, like it's just a. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you when you fail or you don't you don't do well or you don't win or you don't qualify. You're pissed off, yeah. and 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 you you're more motivated. That's why we're all yeah. shit, we're all shitting ourselves about Kevin this year because we know it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Might be might be bad. Guys, <laughs> guys like uh, JT and, and Kevin, they piss excellence. Yeah. And when they're mediocre, it kills them, man. Absolutely. Hey, JT, this is Dave here. Listen, we're all huge metalheads here in the studio, and we're nearly certain it was Five Finger Death Punch that you came into. Is that one of your favorite bands? Oh, you do. You got to come out hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five Finger Death Punch, everybody. Five Finger Death Punch. Love it. Is that oh, yeah. one of your favorite metal bands? Yeah. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here <laughs> for years. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Rebe- Rebecca, do we have some IM questions for JT coming through? Can you enlighten yes. us? Yes. Okay. Um, is it true that you caught a 13-pounder in practice? Ooh. You know what? Actually, I caught the biggest bass I've ever caught in my life in pre-practice down there um, in a hole in the hydrilla on exactly what I won the tournament on, the Gambler Fat Ace. I honestly believe it was, and here's why I have to say I believe it was. <clears throat> my scale, the batteries are dead because obviously I hadn't used my scale since, you know, last summer or fall. Um, there hadn't been any tournaments, so I put it in a live well. 
start driving around the north end of Lake Kissimmee, and who knew? Like, isn't there supposed to be a million snowbirds down here uh, in the wintertime in Florida? You know, <laughs> I'm driving around. There's nobody. There's nobody on Lake Kissimmee to. to you know, I pull up to like two or three, you know, little crappie boats. I'm like, hey man, you guys got a scale? Nah. Nah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry to bother you, dude. <laughs> no, no worries, mate. <laughs> you know. So and then finally, I was like, I found a guy that was like, no, but what do you got? You know, and he so he took a couple pictures and took that little video. And then I start driving around again, dude. I look in there, and that fish is so big, it's all like contorted in the live well, you know. And I'm like. Dude, I, no. I, I got too much respect for that fish. You know, I want that gene yeah. pull back in the lake. You know, I was like, screw it, dude. I just, I drove right back to where I caught her. And I probably stopped, this is kind of a cool story, too. I probably stopped, like, 30 yards, maybe, from the actual hole in the hydrilla that I caught her out of. And when I let that fish go, she started swimming away. And the direction she was swimming was... Not 180 degrees away from the hole, but pretty close. And I'd had her in the live well for like an hour and a half. So she is, you know, bass are like chameleons. They change color a little bit. So she was really light colored in that dark colored tannic water that we have down here in Florida. So she starts swimming away and I can see her like a foot under the water swimming away. And she starts making this big, long bend. And like, this is like, like 30 seconds to 45 seconds into this now makes this big, long bend, and starts swimming towards that hole. And within a minute, dude, she got right to that hole in the grass. It was about four feet deep. She got right over top of that hole and just sunk right down into it. As wow. I'm standing here, no kidding. Wow. That's amazing. And she awesome. rode around in the live well, like, all around the north end of the lake. And knew when I took her back there and let her go, she, cause I, I'm sure she was on the bed. How? You know, the big, that's, big hole in the hydro. That's amazing. Well, what you didn't know, JT, is she had a six-pack of old Milwaukee Light sitting down there. She wanted to go back and finish it. <laughs> Milwaukee's best light. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Beck, what else we got? We got some more questions coming through? Yeah, there's been a lot of congrats, but a handful of people would like to know. I guess you made a comment last year that since you had such a tough year, you're going to have to get a job in the fall. Did you get a job in the fall? And I guess you have no plans of getting one this fall. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, no, I did not. I mean, you know, I've been professional bass fishing. has been my job for a long time. And, you know, sponsor stuff is... Uh, come and gone and I was affiliated with an organization for a good while and uh, you know I was kind of shuddered out of that so to speak and was a little bit worried at that juncture but uh, now I've really kind of turned up my own uh, my own deal get my own things yeah. and, and things are starting to come around and I feel extremely liberated yeah and uh, and and very good about kind of taking care of my own stuff and, and and you know really kind of finding my way in that deal and and I and I really regret now being under under an umbrella so to speak for uh, yeah. for a good bit of time when I really could have been uh, you know really could have been doing stuff yeah. you know other stuff so yeah we we so no I did not get a job and and no I won't be. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. We, we've heard that uh, that same story from a lot of other guys we've had on the show. So we, we know what you're talking about. And let me tell you this, that if for some reason you ever want to get a job, 
we've got an opening here for a bouncer here at the bar here at Ike Live. So I think you'd be, I think you'd be a, the only thing is though, can I can I drink beer while abso- I'm the bouncer? Absolutely. You can drink beer. I'm in. I'm, I'm all over it. You'd be I think you'd be a badass bouncer in my opinion. He's, he's what are you, six five? Six four and a half. Oh, sure. definitely. Yeah, we'll go with it. Get the half yeah. in there. <laughs> the half in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, sometimes, I, other times, I have to get another half in there. You know, I'm nearly 6'3", but I say I'm 6'2". You can't say I'm 6'2 and three quarters. You know, yeah, <laughs> well, it's 15, 16, come on with it. Yeah, Dave doesn't worry about his height. He just always puts how big his head is, his actual yeah. head. He's really <laughs> conscious of that. He's Seven and three-quarter hat size. Right. That's right. That's right. But JT's got a big head, too, so don't you be laughing, dude. I'm sure that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a say one size fits all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Let they me say so, one size so you're driving right now, JT. Are you going to celebrate? Where are you headed? Where's the party? Where's the party? I am actually at my buddy's house. We're already back in the town I live in, but I'm not in my house yet. And here's an interesting story for you. So, like a year and a half ago, we booked this bottom fishing trip because I really like to kill stuff and eat it. So we booked this bottom fishing trip out of Key West for it's like four nights and three days or something. Basically, it's just a marathon fishing trip to load up the coolers with as much grouper and snapper and selfish and whatever else you got. And uh, it gets canceled like twice because of the weather. Well, the, our boat is leaving the dock at Key West tomorrow at 1. Wow. So we just got back here. I dropped my boat off at my buddy's house. I'm standing in his driveway talking to you guys. Then I have to go home and do some laundry and be up and leaving at 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. And I may wow. or may not still be drinking beer at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate. Yeah, that's Man. a charm. Like, well, go well, fun yeah. fishing. And he's going to drive me down the whole way, and I may continue to drink beer. Wow. <laughs> That that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, let me let me that's tell you, awesome. uh, dude, appreciate you, dude. I know how stressful today was. I know this has been a whirlwind. Uh, I want to thank you for carving some time out for us. Want to say congrats again. Super way to start the year, man. Want to see you go out there and, and kick ass the whole year. Before I let you go, uh, how can people follow you? If there's fans out here listening to the show and they want to follow you throughout the year, how can they follow you, JT? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, JT Kenny Fishing, and it's uh, K-E-N-N-E-Y. A lot of people just do K-E-N-N-Y and can't find me. JT K-E-N-N-E-Y Fishing on, on every... I'm on all of them. I'm, I'm, I'm a really big social media guy. I, uh, I Once again, I told you guys I feel liberated, so now <laughs> I say exactly what I think a lot. Yeah. And evidently, a lot of people find that very entertaining. We, so, uh, we, we yeah, like that, at too. At Kenny Fishing, you know, of course, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, the whole, they're all the same one. Um, yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I update it all the time, you know, most of the time every day or so, and, you know, and I've, there'll be all kind of videos coming up, some how-to videos and some just funny stuff videos. You know, I just, you know, <laughs> kind of a character, so just, you know. <laughs> video stuff and do it kind of like you guys do it's uh, it's a lot of fun so I really do encourage everybody to follow me I think you guys will all enjoy it that's awesome congratulations JT have fun tomorrow and have fun tonight partying congratulations great oh, yeah. job don't, buddy. oh don't don't, wor- don't worry I will yeah <laughs> JT great Kenny job, everyone JT, JT Kenny Congrats, wow JT thanks guys man awesome wow what a great story yeah I know it what a great story him switching lakes 
switching patterns it's after right. catching 30 and 20 pounds, mm-hmm. switches up on the drop of a dime. I mean, that's the Florida bass, the Florida strain bass. Like when it, when it was warm conditions, sunshiny, those big Florida strains get up shallow, they spawn, they're catchable. And when they had the northern cold fronts come in, even though it wasn't a massive cold front, it wasn't like 30 degrees, it only dropped to like 60. But uh, those J2 was wise enough to switch gears. It's amazing. Pack his bags. That's amazing. And, uh, and lay it up and take the win. That's amazing. Gave me a heart attack watching it. I love it. I'm sure and you and a lot of other uh, people. It, it, it was so close. It was nerve-wracking. Uh, Brian DeCarpenter, uh, can I get this correct? Are we going to take just a little bit of a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to jump into... The special portion of the show, is that correct? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Uh, I want everybody to hang in there. We're going to take just a really short break, a couple-minute break. We're going to get our refresher beverages. And when we come back, we're going to jump right into women and fishing. Nice. Be right back. Ike Live. Good show.
folks at home, folks at home, welcome back to Ike Live. Thank you for hanging out for a couple minutes while we refreshed our beverages. By the way, if you were holding on there and you were listening to that song, I got to get into it. We were talking about it off camera a little bit. That was Cindy Lauper, right? Yes, Cindy Lauper. And we were joking. At first, we thought this was the first concert Brian the Carpenter ever went to. No. But in fact, in fact, Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Wharf. The truth prevails. Yeah. That was your first con. Was that your first, like, first official concert? My very first concert. Wow. Was Cindy Lauper. It was me, Mark Keo, and Brucey e. Levinson. At the Spectrum. At the Spectrum. At the Spectrum. We, wow. we had we had terrific seats. We were like nine or ten off the stage. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I went as a friend more so than a fan. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm right. man enough to admit it. Brian would never admit that he went and saw Madonna like I know he did. What, Brian? You know? I wish I never saw Madonna. <laughs> you never saw uh, Madonna. My first concert was uh, Public Enemy and uh, uh, Ice Cube. Public Enema. In Public Enema. <laughs> and wait a minute, you said? Did you say Cindy Lauper winked at you? No, man. Oh. We're standing there, and it's, it, everyone's freaking out, and. I was freaking out. Uh, Mar- Mark Keo looked at me, <laughs> like said, in a super elated, high-pitched puberty voice, because we were all about 13 at the time. She looked at me! <laughs> oh, my God! Wow! Uh, wow. That was exciting. Do you remember? Who was the opening band? Was nah, it like... dude. I don't even know. Rick Springfield? Yeah, I don't know. Ario <laughs> Speedwagon. Lover Boy. Yeah. For Cindy Lauper. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, man. Wow. That's an interesting first concert. I don't know if you knew this, but I think we mentioned it before on the show, but... Pete's first concert was Woodstock, the original Woodstock. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. He saw Fogarty doing when he was show. a cover band artist. <laughs> Anger winner. Yeah. When his hair was short. That's how long ago it was. Wow. I've been to Woodstock so many times. <laughs> Old, new, everything in between. Huh. The New York Thruway was closed, man. <laughs> did you stop at, did you fish in Catskill while you were there? <laughs> I wonder if there was bass back then. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there were a few. Uh, we're we're going to jump right into it. Let's start the official uh, portion of our special, uh, which is it's ladies in fishing, w- women in, in the sport of fishing. Uh, and this is exciting for me because, to, to me, this is an under-talked-about topic, and I, and I, I love it. I, I want to get these ladies on that are the best of what they do, and I, and I, I want to hear about you know their interest. And let's just jump right into it. Bridget? How how did you how did you get involved in it? Because that's the first thing I always ask anybody that's on the casting couch. How did you get involved in the sport? What sparked your interest, especially in bass fishing? Um, when I was a little girl, my dad would take me to Levittown Lake. Uh, it's close to like Penn Warner Club. I know you yeah. have it from like Warren and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, I was probably three years old. We would go trout fishing. I'd use my little Zebco 404 rod and reel. Yeah. Know? He'd cast it out for me. And I would catch bass instead of trout. Yep. And I wasn't able to keep them, so I get upset. I'm like, Dad, why are we keeping these little trout? And I can't keep bass. Yeah. Because they were out of season, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, my dad big got me into bass fishing. Family, family started. Yeah. Yep. We hear it over and over again. It's commonality. It's always a lot of it. Ninety percent of the time starts at a very young age to spark your interest for it. It is addiction. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Really. Yeah, definitely. How yeah. old were you when you started? I was probably. Three, the first time I went. Three. Five years old, you know, I, I started casting everything by myself, and yeah, I, I looked forward to my dad getting home from work, and uh, I would be like, let's go fishing, and he'd be like, it's too windy. Yeah. I'm like, no, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I, I get upset, you know? Yeah. 
but I, I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. At what point did at what point did it turn from, you know, like something you love to do that was very much a hobby into something that you wanted to compete at? What where was that transformation point for you where you actually wanted to compete? I I probably say probably in my 20s. Uh-huh. I started getting back into fishing, you know. I was on a police department at the time, so my schedule very conflicting, but I started watching seeing Bassmasters on television. Yeah. And would see the tournaments because ESPN would do, you know, all the coverage shows all the time. And I would see, like, when you won the Classic in yep. 2003. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I was like, here's a guy from Philadelphia yep. that's competing with all these Southern people. Yeah. No offense to any Southerners. Southern, out there. Yeah. <laughs> Southern people. Southern people. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wait a minute. I hear somebody picketing out there right now. Yeah. You hear that noise? They're chanting. Where's JT Kenny when we need him? It's the perfect time. We, we could use him out He's there. He's from Maryland. He's a, I know. He's a, <laughs> but you understand, like... Mo- Being the- from Philadelphia, like everybody's yeah. down south, like these tournaments is North Carolina, it's yeah. Texas, Arkansas, yeah. that everybody. And I'm like, wow, somebody from Philadelphia is doing this. Yeah. And people always ask, like, where do you fish? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, we have the Delaware River right in our backyard, which you won last year. Oh Congratulations. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, I mean, it's amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, There's that- good water up here. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Everybody always assumes, you know, you're from New Jersey. You've got trash and garbage and you're fishing for I used to get corpse that, and you know I used to get that a lot too like where do you guys fish like we don't <laughs> yeah. live in the Mojave Desert dude yeah. like you know like there's a lot yeah. of water up yeah there. there's a lot of water yeah there's a ton of water there's a ton of water that's amazing uh, real quick I want to jump back and you were an ex-Philly cop yes talk a little bit about that I uh, became a police officer my father's a retired police officer 26 years my brother Sean he's a police officer Philadelphia so you're, you so you have the uh, police workers in your family yes it's in my yeah. Queens, definitely yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I grew up, yeah, my father being a police officer. I I think, actually, I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was little. He told me to take the police test out of high school, and yeah. I got on fairly young. Yeah. Uh, probably when I was 20 years old, 21, and actually had early retirement because I got hurt on a job. So Gotcha. Yeah. So I retired early and then started working at Dick's Sporting Goods. At Dick's? Yes. There's another similarity we have. What yes. store number, by the way? Um, Franklin Mills, 20, I think it's 20. 20. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Franklin Mills Boulevard, because I think you were Deptford? I, w- I was at uh, Mount Laurel. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think it was a- store 82 or 83. Oh, okay. Mount Laurel, nice. yeah. What a great job that was. It was. Wasn't that a great job? I loved it. I did, too. I love dealing with the people. I can tell you this, and now that I don't have affiliation with Dix, I could totally be open with you. <laughs> uh, I I love dealing with the people, the, 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 you know, the aspect where somebody would come in and wanted advice. I would love that portion of the job. The other things I wouldn't like so much, like, you know, uh, so you're in the lodge. At the time when I worked there, you were responsible for the other stuff, too. So, you know, a hunting guy would call out, and I'm the fishing guy, <laughs> and they'd put me behind the counter, you know? And you'd have to put a scope on? Yeah, a guy would, yeah, a guy would come in. Can you sight in this scope for me? Uh, can I see the Remington 462 double barrel over under uh, minor C15? I'm like, and I vividly remember. I don't know how I didn't get fired. I vividly remember. They put me on the schedule, and it was like a holiday. It was like Christmas. So everybody's gone freaking crazy. It's it. The store's loaded. Somebody calls out. The honey manager calls out. So I'm running around like a crazy person. And 
I'm going back and forth, back and forth, and, I, and I'm pulling my hair out, and I'm calling up front. I need help. Please get somebody else here. And this goes on till like noon. I'm this is like three or four hours of madness. And somebody comes in with that same request. You know, they're asking me to fill paintball. They're asking the me CO2. to fill CO2. <laughs> All this stuff's going on. And I got so pissed off. In New Jersey, to sell a firearm, you have to have a firearms seller's card. It's this yellow uh, you know, form, and you know you have to have it your background checked and all that, and, ha- and it's it's on display in the back. I got so frustrated, I took that card down, I ripped it up into like a thousand pieces, threw it in the trash can, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get fired after that. That's and like I, their FFL license or something. Yeah. Is yeah, I actually ripped my story? card up, and threw it in the trash. I was so disgusted. Uh, that's amazing. Though. We have we have some commonalities yes. in the back. Let me jump back one more time. I want to ask you something because sure. I'm looking at Dave, and we always talk about when we were young, when we were in middle school and high school, and that, that's a it's a weird age. It's you know you're it's an impressionable time and and all that. And we love fishing. We were passionate about it. And our we didn't even drive yet. Our moms would take us, drive us to a lake. We'd have another mom pick us up, and we would get dropped off at these lakes. And we were so subconscious about being seen with fishing stuff. <laughs> I hate it now looking back at yeah. it. I, I'm so sorry. I regret doing that. But as a as a teen, as a young female <laughs> teenager that loved fishing, were you conscious of that or no? Is this a Not male thing? So Not this is a male thing that we were... Yes, definitely. I, I think so. I mean, I got made fun of my friends. You know, I would rather stay home with my dad because I knew we were going fishing the yeah. next day. And then my friends be like, oh, let's hang out, go to the park or, you know, hang out. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going fishing the next day. Yeah. How can you go fishing? Like, don't you want to hang out? And I'm yeah. Like, no, I want to fish. Yeah. It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. There's so many stereotypes. It's funny that we... <laughs> I know. That we, uh, that we did that. What... Talk to me a little bit about how, how did you make the break from a recreational angler to watching it on TV then to actually competing? What what were some of the steps? Like what 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 did you do and what are you doing now to compete? Because I and we're going to talk about this a lot. It's tough because definitely from the standpoint of women's leagues, there are a lot less now than there were a few years back. Correct. So what are you doing? How did you do it and what are you doing now to to compete? Um, when I first got into tournament fishing, I fished local tournaments with my father, like a team tournament on Penn Warner all the time. Yeah. And then uh, the WBT started women's bassman yes. tour. Yes. Back in, I believe, 2005, and I signed up for a co-angler on Lake Norman. And my dad and I took a trip down. We rented a camper. We're, we're like, oh, I'm like, this is going to be great. We'll rent an RV, do the whole camping thing. Yeah, no, I'll never camp again for a <laughs> I don't know how you do it. That's what I keep telling Beck, but I, she keeps dragging me out there. I don't no, know. No, I need a hotel. I want air conditioning. I want a shower that works. I don't want to wear, like, aqua socks in a shower. Yeah. Like <laughs> shower shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Shower yeah. shoes. Exactly. Don't worry about us. I remember I left my shoes out on, like, a table. I'm like, Dad, look at those kittens. And it was, like, a group of skunks by my shoes. <laughs> He's like, I really think you need glasses. Oh, my <laughs> But uh, I entered that tournament as a co-angler. I wind up, I placed, like, 14th. And I'm like, everybody's like, here's this girl from Philadelphia that's fishing down in Lake Norman. Yeah. You know, like, where There's another, co- let me interrupt you. There's another commonality we have. I got, I don't know if you knew this, but I got my start as a co-angler 
at Lake Norman. Really? Yes, I did. Yeah, that was the first tournament I ever fished. How about that? And I mean, Lake Norman's a huge... Big body of water. Yes. Huge. Very, very intimidating. Like, yeah. I, I was totally intimidated by a co-angler, you know, going on somebody else's boat. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this boat does like 80 mile an hour. Yeah. There's no console. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I was terrified. Uh, as you're talking, it's amazing because exactly what I felt. Yeah. Wow. And it's funny, we had Denny Brower called in on the last show. And I was, I got, I instantly, they surprised me, they didn't tell me. I instantly got sick, because he's like one of my heroes. I was wow. like, I, I can talk about anything. And I was kind of like choked up for a second. Uh, but I, I talked about that same thing, about, you know, being intimidated, you know, being in a bass boat for the first time. And, and right. I felt all that. Now, I, something interesting happened to me. That first day I ever went out, I drew Tommy Biffle. And Tommy Biffle and Denny actually got into a, verbal altercation on the water. Wow. Did any of that happen to you? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not on the first tournament. No, nobody threw any punches? No. Ish Monroe no. didn't no. jump into your boat? Anything like that? Okay. No, nobody fought into the water. <laughs> okay. No, not at yeah. all. No. But that success in that first tournament had to inspire you to to want to, to, to want to do more. It put a fire in my belly. Yeah. And that fire so far has not dissipated. So yeah. it's still there. That's so amazing. I feel the need to compete. Yeah. So yeah. what'd you do? I mean, uh, when... After you were that co-angler, I mean, how long did it take you until you were now in the front of the boat? I actually, I fished as a co-angler in 2006, and then I went co-angler in 2007. I did the whole series, you know, uh, Lake Amistad, uh, Dardanelle, uh, uh, Gunnersville. You know, I fished with some amazing women who I grew up idolizing. Penny Berman, God bless her. Like, she, she's, like, one of the first women I really recognize bass fishing-wise. Yeah. Her and, and Lucy Mize. Yeah. 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 Like huge names, but uh. Yeah, Penny, Penny Berman is probably when when you think of a talented female angler, she's still probably what everybody thinks of. Yeah, she's a pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. most recognizable. Most recognizable female, I think, yeah, even still. I yeah. agree. Like you looked in the Bass Pro Shops catalog when I was little, and you would see pictures of Penny mm-hmm. Berman, and that was the only female I ever knew. Yeah, she was amazing. How long ago did she passed away? It was a few years, a couple. I think two, th- two, three years. Yes. Two, three years ago. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, great lady. Great lady. Really great lady. And I, like I said, I had the opportunity to fish, compete against her. But uh, I went boater uh, 2008 okay. on, on the WBT. And then I had like a breakout tournament at Old Hickory in Tennessee. Ooh. Really? Wow. Tough yeah. place. That's a tough one. I, I didn't think tough any place. fish could be caught there. <laughs> uh, yeah. They can. Pete's had a lot of bad experiences <laughs> on Old the, Hickory. I love the place. Oh, my God. The river, everything. I really liked I fell in love at Old Hickory. <laughs> wow. I felt very comfortable there, which I can't even explain why. It was kind of like a Rick Clun Zen kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, Old Hickory definitely was, like, one of my breakthrough as a, as a rookie, you know, mm-hmm. rookie booter or whatever. And I wind up finishing 12th on that tournament. Wow, that builds, that fills you with so much confidence yeah. when you get your first big finish exactly. in charge of all the decisions. Exactly. You and know, it makes you feel good because you feel like everything is going your way. or Because mm-hmm. then you have the tournaments like, oh, my God, what do I do? Am I doing the right thing? Or you Sure. Know, you're constantly questioning yourself on the water. And it looks like you really built – that built a lot of momentum for you after that. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. I, fi- I competed in the Opens. I fished against both you guys. I think Upper Chesapeake Bay. Upper Bay. Yuga Lake. I fished. Yeah. Okay. One you won. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. I Thank think you. I was fishing actually pretty close to you. They, that tournament. They were all my spots, by the way, if you want them. I gave him my B-level stuff, and he happened to beat me on my B-level stuff. So. Thank yeah. you for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, that was a joke. I totally lied about that. But 
Don't want to make myself look good. But yeah, like Hugo Lake, Oneida. Like I, I just wish the Opens would go somewhere different than the James. Yeah. James River is a tough one. It's wow. really tough. What's yeah. wrong with the James River? I love the James River. It's James River. No, you got to say it like this. The river. river. <laughs> Some of us are from the river. The river. The, the river. Delaware River. <laughs> <laughs> the Delaware River, right. I'd much rather go to Delaware. Uh, so you're going to fish the Opens again this year? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Um, yes, I'm going to try to do all the Northerns this year. Like I said, we're starting in the James again, and I might pick up like a BFL and then uh, possibly ABA, uh, Maryland Division. On a Potomac. How do you feel like uh, some big water on the the trail this year? Going to Lake Erie in October. That's giant a, water. Oh, yeah. Giant Erie in October. Yeah. I know. I think that's. Big it, Why would they do that? I'm so, is it October or the end of September? It. Yeah, late September. It doesn't matter. Did they move it there? Because I thought it was like a conflict maybe with FLW. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they changed the date. Huh. I love fishing. I mean, one of those days will be canceled, no matter what that late. I've never fished absolutely, but I know ridiculous. Well, it's going to be rough. I mean, if you're fishing in September and October, it's it's going to be rough. There's no way around it. That was one of the hardest things for me to overcome in professional fishing was to get somewhat comfortable running through those giant six to ten foot swells. Uh, It could be worse for you. Remember that year, Pete, when FLW two years in a row they launched us out of Cleveland. Yes. Yeah, we had to go for 60 miles that way or 60 miles that way, dude, to find something yeah. relevant. Yeah, it was it was it was horrific. Do you remember that, that day? Oh my God! I, that, who? One of my buddies <laughs> uh, from California was fished that tournament out of uh, Erie. He was running to Peely Island from wow. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, and I did too, dude. It <laughs> so took well, like a day to get there. Well, that's what he he <laughs> drove for uh, four hours. Holy! And he wasn't to Peely yet, and he figured, well, I'm not good. I, he only had eight hours, so he just turned. He drove four hours out, four hours back, never made a cast. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, the good That's news, crazy. the good news about that though is when he drove back, he went right to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and got <laughs> shit faced <laughs> for the bad decision that he made. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Can you imagine? A lot of eight, shots. Eight that hours night. of boat driving. <laughs> I bet mean, he's so angry. Oh uh, yeah, that was. He's just going for a boat ride basically that all was, day. That was fun for no one. <laughs> Oh, I can imagine. Well, we look forward to seeing you out there on the Opens this year. You had to be really bummed out when that WBT, uh, you know, Actually, I mean, it's it's sad, all the women. I've developed some great friendships that people I still keep in touch with, like Jenna Parker. She competes on the Bassmaster Opens and all. I think she does Central Division. I became very good friends with her. So, I mean, there's some friendships that came out of the deal. But I actually prefer, I I enjoy fishing with the guys. Awesome. Now, I think from you. the police thing, yeah. you know, it's like a men's club, so it's like I enjoy fishing with the boys. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-uh. If you have, if and, and I think this is going to happen, if you go out this year and you have an amazing season in the Opens and you end up in the top five, and that letter comes late October, early November, and it says, what, it says here's your application to the elites, would you accept? I'd have to. How, you how would. I, I would be the first female to yep. qualify for the Elite Series. That's like that would be an amazing yeah. thing. Yeah, what we got something to root for. Then, yeah, you know? yeah, we got something I mean, to root yes. for. Yeah, sure. It's definitely, and I know there's a few girls out there that are competing for that. Yeah. As well, but not many female boaters. Yeah. And the Bassmaster Opens, which I don't understand. Yeah, that's something great to aspire to, and it would be an ama- it would be an amazing thing. And we're going to continue to talk about that subject, but. Man, that would be awesome. Oh, yes. I want to see you do it. Oh, I would love to. It'd be awesome. I have the heart. 
Yeah. Like a true Philadelphia, like Rocky Balboa, yeah. underdog kind of girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I the tiger you, baby. Dent, 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 dent. Drink raw eggs for breakfast. <laughs> no, not that far. Punch meat. <laughs> Hard boiled. <laughs> Take a jog with the most unathletic dog in the history of dogs. <laughs> dogs don't run with people, dude. Now, come on. The dog's like, 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 like a Yeah. It's like a hooch dog. The yeah. tongue's laying out the hooch. back collecting dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the movie, he was dragging the dog, dog. down yeah. the street behind him. Couldn't keep up. <laughs> hey, let me remind everybody, uh, we, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to hear your comments, your questions. Uh, hit us up on the instant messaging right there next to your screen. You could also uh, send your message via Twitter, Mike underscore Iconelli. Or later at Ike After Hours, we want you to call. We got a, a toll-free number we're going to put up, and we want you to call in. Bridget, we're going to get another lady on the phone here in a second. I think you guys know each other. Do you know Nicole? I, I, I don't know her personally. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we talk. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Brian, you ready? You want to get Nicole on? I, I'd love to, to get her on. Is she ready, or do you want a couple minutes to prepare? Or how, how are you set? She's ready. She She's just ready. decided to walk away from the camera. She did. Camera, well, she's... okay. Real quick, before we get Nicole on, uh, Beck, do we have any IMs uh, that we, we I've can... Got a, I've got a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fish with a lot of women. I don't know what it is, but it, every tournament I fish in... What's well, because you're mysterious. Is it a, ba- is it a bathroom I, question? It is. Uh, it is. See? That is the most question. Wow. Come on, man. That is, that's, where <laughs> I, is. that's where I'm headed. How do you, mean, sell, how do you, sell, how do you say bathroom in Spanish? El ba- is ban- baño. El baño. Is it baño or baño? Uh, baño. Uh, baño. Ask it in Spanish. Señorita. <laughs> <laughs> you know Spanish? Donde está el baño? Ask it in Spanish, Pete. You're a mysterious <laughs> man. Uno, dos, tres. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, but I can tell you this. I have this. I am the most fascinating man in the world. <laughs> As such. As such. <laughs> The first thing I do with all the ladies that get in my boat is I try to handle that because... I mean, do you worry? I try to handle it. What do you do? What do you mean you handle it? Let me tell you. If something. you're a builder, they just go <laughs> it's, the a, back, right? it's a deal, man. You got to you got to account for it. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want them to be uncomfortable. And honestly, I'm I want to win the tournament. <laughs> I could care less about the bathroom situation. But so I found that the most effective way to handle it is to talk about it right from the right, get-go. Right from the get-go. This is what I do. This is what, you know, some of the girls do. Uh, what do you do? I just go over the side. Yeah. And I make sure I don't drink. I don't drink coffee. I make sure I eat certain stuff the night I've, before, I've, so you're not having to go a number two over the side of the boat or use a live well bag that. or a coffee I, can. And I've done that many a time, and by I, the way. I fish with guys like when I'm a boater and they're a co-angler and they're like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like, and you could tell they're out drinking or whatever the night before, having sausage or. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Milchanowski. Yeah. Roll. <laughs> 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 Greasy pork roll. <laughs> <laughs> and they're blowing it up off the back of the Oh, oh man. How do girls deal with that? Yeah. How do you do that? That's got to be rough. That's, well, yeah. see that. Girls Yuck. don't do that. Now, We're wait a quiet. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, when I'm in the front of the boat, and the girl's doing her thing in the back of the boat, I just eyes forward, and I hardly ever look most of the time. And, uh, <laughs> The um, <laughs> <laughs> mysterious man. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> he's a mysterious man. Yeah. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> but but if you've got to come to the belly of the boat, right where the man is, I go right at the console. 
I right hide right behind my GPS and all that. I got the helmet yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Nice That's block. what I use. Lean I over. use that same spot. Yep. I and use I that lean same right spot. over where like right where my throttle is, lean over, <laughs> and I just ask the co-hanger, I'm like, hey, do you mind looking back for a second? Just don't turn your head <laughs> yeah. unless you want to. Yeah. But here's an interesting <laughs> tidbit while we're talking about this. Uh, and and this is great if you ever draw Brian. <laughs> Brian, our very own producer. Where are we going with this? Well, I want to tell you where we're going with this. We want to see it here, too, because I want to see your face when I'm telling you this. And you know this is true. Our very own producer, Brian the Carpenter, a.k.a. Spock, a.k.a. Press One Spock, a.k.a. Rest in Peace Spock. He's got... He cannot... He can't go to the bathroom in the boat. He's got a phobia. Not not taking a leak. Really? But he cannot poop. In the boat. <laughs> You're if right. He, I never thought of that. He not poop never... in the boat. Man, I was with him at Lake Champlain. He made me take him to a, a bathroom. And drive. Yeah, he made me go out of my way and, and kill my practice you... time. I probably lost the tournament because of this guy. Take him to a damn bathroom you, and poop. That's you why you got to handle it. I poop. I love pooping on the boat. I already did once. And it was Old Hickory. I think I got so excited going yeah. to day two. Uh, I, yeah. I was in fourth place. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? I'm like, I really got to go to the bathroom. So I used the bag wow yeah the bag method the bag That's with the male too. co-angler in the boat no it was a woman at the time ah. the oh okay okay yeah. okay okay, okay. So, yeah it was another girl but yeah. still i was like really embarrassed <laughs> that's never happened before. guys don't even want to think that happens like we just want to think that women <laughs> don't even do that dude. i don't even need to know anything <laughs> there's, there's guys i've seen get out of the boat and go in the water that's in the Mike. water, yeah. In really? the water. Well, like, yeah. hold on to the boat. I've done that. Uh, and I've I'm done like, really? how, how could you do that? Yeah. I've like, done. you still have your clothes on, but you're holding on to the side of the boat. And, uh, no, ooh. no, there is something cool. When Brian and I were in our little wakeboarding stage, <laughs> there was a there was a really cool way we did it on like with the wakeboard, like between our legs. Like, uh, dude, <laughs> testify, right. Brian. Don't leave me out there. Then go. Oh, go. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I think I need to change right. the yeah. Everybody's got a bathroom story. The visuals of this are getting really bad. This is a great segue, Brian. Nicole Reddy. <laughs> we're talking about shit. Let's get Nicole. Terrible. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, we're ready. Let, let's let's uh, uh, joining us. Uh, I, th- I think she's ready. Joining us via Skype. We're going to find out. I'm, assu- I'm assuming she's still in Florida. We're going to find out if she's home or where she's at. Joining us via Skype. We have FLW FLW tour angler Nicole Jacobs joining us. Nicole. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good to see you. We've totally we we've we've been going downhill here in the last five minutes. So <laughs> you have to pick us up. First of all, it's, it's okay. It's good seeing you again. I saw you a uh, couple. How many months ago did we see each other? I think two months ago in Minnesota. At, at the banquet. That's right. I was up there doing a little ice fishing. You were hanging out, getting ready to to leave for tour. That's how, how, how was first thing I want to know is how, we had JT on earlier. How was the first event? First event was very eventful, I'll have to admit. So, yeah, it, it was great. I had a, a wonderful experience. I had a couple setbacks on the way down. I actually got really sick and had to go into the ER. Second day oh after uh, <laughs> practice, I started throwing up outside my truck. Oh, no. <laughs> That's I, never good. I was laughing. I have to share this story because I'm laughing. Because I drew, I drank blue Badger Max all day, and here I am throwing up outside my Walmart truck, and it's coming out blue. So, oh, 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 oh no! Shut up! I'm laughing. Like, you know, like, how does this happen? I go, it's my first event, and I get sick. But actually, we figured it out. 
I got sick at the classic. I caught that bug that was down there when we were working. And oh my god! Honestly, it just I went and had to go to the ER. It was just it, I couldn't stop. So unfortunately, I had to miss day three, but a practice, but. Um, yeah, I'm just starting to feel normal now. Yeah. So. I, about, by the way, I, I can relate to that because that same bug that you're talking about from the classic, everybody, I, everybody had it. I had it. Everybody, even all Wesley Strader, all those guys still had it, it was too. Bad. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I like, I've never gotten sick on the boat ride back, and I literally thought I was gonna throw up on James's boat. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty funny and eventful. I'm like, <laughs> how does this happen? But. It's the name of the game. We all go through that. So You'll I did look- the best I could in the tournament. Um, ended up not doing so hot the second day. I really tanked, actually. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is how it is. And I honestly learned so much from all these anglers. And I'm so grateful that I got to fish with some amazing sticks. And then yeah. to see JT, I just want to give a huge shout-out to him for winning. Yeah. Man, that was incredible today to see, like, it down to the wire, man, today. I, I have just... Wow, it's inspiring. The, it's just to see these professional anglers and just be inspired by that. So. Yeah, they're they're the great ones. I love I love the you know what happened today where they're close, like the classic. You know, the close events is exciting. And that's what you fish for. You know, you fish for those moments. Uh, we Nicole, we asked we asked Bridget earlier about um, we were talking about how you got started. We, we were talking about how did you get started? How did how did you get involved in fishing? Well, I um, I fished to really honor my dad's life. He taught me at a very young age how to fish. Um, that passion really was with me at, at a very young age. It was always our time. We'd go out at our cabin in the summer times. We didn't really ice fish. I'm not a true fan of ice fishing. Um, but uh, we'd go out and fish all day, all night. He, you know, I'd sit on our dock. I remember at our cabin. I just remember when I was probably like five or six. Just practicing my casting with my little Zebco, probably Snoopy Zebco because I had a Snoopy life jacket, um, and practicing. It was always our time on the water. So we never fished for bass. It was always panfish and walleye and stuff like that. But um, And then I started uh, tournament fishing, actually, in 2012 after uh, some, turn of, uh, some hardships. I lost my dad to cancer in 2012. Um, and right after he died, I actually was in a rollover car accident and was debilitated for a while and then got laid off. So it was like those three events that really were prominent in my life yeah. that made me really redirect my life. And I, I started focusing on things that I loved and fishing. And I heard about competitive fishing and I was like, I'm an athlete. I've played sports my whole life. I love basketball. I played softball. I played rugby in college. I mean, that's what I am. I want to try this fishing out. Yeah. It's competitive anyway. And I went and did my first like local tbf tournament i got i had one rod i had my flipping rod with a jig and i honestly just i got limit both times i got 10th place and a seventh place i'm like i can do this i want to do this so yeah um and then really just kind of progressed into that and i decided i was going to do this and i made a plan and worked the plan and picked out what i was going to do and kind of didn't know what it was going to be like at first so that's does that, that, that it ahead. does no that that's awesome and it's funny because you know the commonalities are, are there all the time you know getting involved in it early and then those early moments of success you know are real key to getting that bug you know and by the way let I want to I, I want to mention this you fished last year you fished it open on Douglas Lake and you remember this one Pete you had a good yeah. tournament Nicole you had a great tournament I sucked in that tournament <laughs> it was actually Our- my worst finish ever in a bass event wow. I want to say I, I was your did, did you zero I that time I remember your posts were like 
I didn't zero, but it was. The lake hates me. This lake hates me. The lake hates me. Uh, But you, I just want to let everybody know, and I want to say it. You kicked my ass in that tournament. Thank you very much. That uh, that must have been a, a big moment for you too, from from a standpoint yeah. of you know I went being motivational. down to that tournament alone. I knew some of the guys from Minnesota, but I didn't know them well. I literally was broke. I was taking a risk. I wanted to do something big, and I wanted to try out this this format. And uh, went down there. We had great practices and everything. I was utterly exhausted because I just fished my first BFL, and I'm a single mom. And I came back, and I had coal, and then I really didn't sleep until. I was down, so I was utterly exhausted going into this tournament, but um, I worked my butt off, and honestly, I think why I did so well is I did what I knew, and I knew jigs, and I, I just picked up on little patterns, too. I studied the lake, but I picked up on little simple patterns, and I noticed it was a sunfish pattern, and, and just the simplest things of, like, dipping your baits in chartreuse, I dipped everything, every bait from a flipping jig to a swim jig to football jig, I dipped all those in chartreuse, and it just so happened to work really well for me. Uh, and I got some awesome draws. Um, my boater the first day, I'll never forget, was Don Horner. He was really, like, upset and negative because at first it didn't start out so good. And, like, I started to sing him a song. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm going to sing you a song so we can go catch some fish. <laughs> I'm not wow. even kidding. Could you imagine, wow. like, being – who is this chick, you know? <laughs> wow. I've never um, – I've never yes, had any of my partners ever say that to me before. I've been down a few stars. Could you? Would you sing that song live for us tonight? Like <laughs> live exclusive. Yeah. Come on, everybody, clap. Come on. And I'll be your friend. Okay. Ah, we were just get, Pete, Pete's really white, and he was just getting on beat to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Then we moved to brush piles, and then we started catching fish. So he had limit in like five minutes. So it was funny. <laughs> wow. So it worked out. And then I got a really good stick, uh, um, Tim McDonald, and he was just amazing. He was so kind to me and um, just really wa- worked together. So it worked out. I actually ended up catching a five-pounder. That's what sealed the deal for me. I just knew because I only had two fish the first day. And I'm like, I know I'm going to be close to top – 12 you know so yeah. i was sitting in 10th place when i weighed in on second day and i was like super nervous i'm like oh yeah. <laughs> but i was very proud uh, of that so i learned a lot from that yeah. and yeah, so that, that was a big accomplishment. That, that's me. awesome. I mean, that, and I remember, I remember distinctively that event. And that was a tough event, so that that was a great job. Now, tell tell me a little bit about uh, you know your position right now. You're fishing FLW Tour this year as a co angler. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what what made you fish uh, the tour? Was was there something that prompted that change? Or because I mean I, was, I I think it was great I think it was a great I was just I was I had the opportunity to rise I was approached by FLW and honestly it just I, if you would have asked me a year ago that I'd be fishing the tour I would have said you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> um, the opportunity to rise and my whole mission is is to empower others to follow their passion through faith and fishing and really yeah. I felt it was the best opportunity for me to be able to be successful with my mission and to be a better angler. Uh, through this whole process, why I fish co-angler, one, I'm a single mother, and the schedule works out very well for me, but I like to consider myself a pro- professional in training. Um, co-angling is, I feel, the best way to, to get involved in the sport. If I've never fished boater in a com- competition, yeah. so I'm not going to dive in head first. I, I want to crawl before I can walk That's here. Okay. and yep. so. Um, being able to learn from the best professionals in the world, uh, I'm just I'm so ecstatic to be doing that and be a part of it. Yeah. At the end of the day, the goals are to be a boater 
And honestly, I'm just like so blessed to have this opportunity. That, that's awesome. And, and yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of shaking our heads because uh, Bridget and I both did the same thing. It's a great way to start is on the co-angler side, you know? So yeah. can you hear me? Sorry. You have an echo? Yeah. Just, I, I, what is it, Bri? Is it, Do you have the show on in the room there, Nicole? The what on? Are you watching the show on your phone? or? No, I turned it off. Okay. I can double check. Hold on. Pete, turn are you going to ask her the same question? <laughs> well, you are know, you going to ask her? Well, the, the, I, I feel open asked her the question. question. Nicole was supposed to bring us up a level, and she starts talking about blue vomit. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were talking about a lot of bodily fluids. <laughs> well, that just shows how classy this whole show is. <laughs> Sorry, I, just thought, I thought that was an easy transition. No, I just had to laugh because I took a picture. I'm like, how is this happening right now? I have to oh. make fun of myself because I'm like, how do I end up in the hospital the first time? <laughs> Well, if you do it, if you ever do that again, if you ever, if you ever, you do, if you ever throw up blue again, I want you to do it and spell Ike live (laughs) in the throw up. Watch. Yeah, make a make a vine. (laughs) That's awesome. So here's something. Here's something I want to bring up. So we asked we asked Bridget. I want to ask you. So if you have success at this level, and you have the opportunity to compete professionally. An FLW tour or Bass or whatever tour, are will, will you do it? Will you take the jump? I'm going to take that jump when I'm ready. Um, first and foremost, my son comes first. Um, he's eight years old. He's actually down here. They're at the Nickelodeon Hotel. We had some fun. We're going to have a little mini vacation now. Um, absolutely, but it's a learning process. I'm not going to dive into it if I don't feel ready. Uh, I have a lot of people in my corner. I have a lot of people mentoring me. I have some coaches back home. Seth Fighter, who's actually fishing the elites with you, he's from Minnesota. I've been fishing the elites this year. He's coaching me yep. and mentoring me, so I'm pretty lucky. And just all my sponsors, I'm so grateful to have FLW, to have Walmart behind me, Livingston Lures, um, the list goes on and on. Badger Max, you know, everybody, everybody. Coleman Power Sports is one of my brand new ones that's on board. I've all, every one of you, I just can't uh, do this without you. So, yes, um, yes, I will definitely go pro. That's the whole, whole point. But again, I'm not going to jump into voter side or pro side until Smart. I'm ready. And yeah. I, I don't can't tell you when that's going to be. But I'm hoping when my son's in middle school, so probably three years. But again, I want to learn first. Yeah, I, I think that's really smart because a lot of times people jump in a little too fast, and um, and you get your your teeth kicked in, and it's over for you. So you know, taking that stair step approach like you did, and and like I think I mean, look right at you, you fish co, you fish co. I think some of the best professionals yeah in the in this game fish coast side first, and they could all say the same thing. They yeah, wanted to, to understand. Yeah. I mean, even the co anglers yeah. I fish with on tour. Chad Randles, who just won the the cup, or gosh, not the cup, the FLW co-angler side this weekend. He's a boater, but he fishes co. He wanted to gain that education. Yeah. Again, I've only been competitively fishing for two years. I know this much compared to what, you know. Yeah. So it, it's just, and I've already learned more than I know in last year than I, I did this weekend. Like, I, I can't imagine, you know, like. What's going to be like this uh, season? It's going to be great. It's going to be so, awesome. Now, you, I, yeah, I tanked this year. I tanked this first tournament, but it is what it is. It I is missed, what it is. I had all the bites. Had all the bites and fish on. It was simply user error. <laughs> it happens. Uh, you brought something up. I want to want to expand on a little bit, which is uh, you, you know you talk about sponsors, and, and that's an important part of this sport. 
whether you're a, a male or a female, whether you're young or old, it's an important part of the sport. Uh, and, and, you know, for me, being a, when I was coming up, when I was at that level, making my mark and, and going through the circuits, being a younger guy from the north, geographically being from a different place, being a different personality, being loud, yep. obnoxious, uh, you know, I I <laughs> use that. <laughs> I use that to my advantage to gain sponsorships. You know, I I used me you the draw dis- attention to yourself. Yeah, I used the distinctive differences of me to my advantage to gain sponsorships. This question is for both Bridget and Nicole, both of you guys. Have being a woman, are you using that to gain sponsorships? And and I don't see anything wrong with that. Let me preface it by saying that. But I I think are you? I mean, you know, you're Do a, I you're use a, being a female. Yeah, you're a talented wo- woman angler. Uh, you're a female. You guys are both cute, pretty. You're talented. Are you using that to gain sponsorships? That's a great question. It is a great question. It's a great question. I've had that question before. Go ahead, Bridget. You, Do you can want go, me first, go first Nicole? unless you want me to. Uh, I'll go first if you don't mind. But yes. uh, no, I mean I don't think I use it. I, like right here, right now, what you see—that's who I am. Yeah. Who I am on off the water, it don't matter. I yeah. think my fishing comes from my heart. I want to be known for my skill. Yes. Not my looks. Yeah. Out on the water. I want people to respect me or, you know, possibly look up to me or if I can teach them something or learn something from them. But I don't think I use being a girl to get gain sponsorship. Yeah. I think sometimes it's detrimental to sponsorship. Yes. Being Great. a female. Yeah. Interesting. Great answer. Great answer. How about you, Nicole? You know, that's uh, it's a tricky question because, one, no, I don't feel I, – I don't use it as, a, as I'm a female because – I don't know what it's like to be a male. Come on. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> no, um, I pride myself. I have a uh, business development and sales background, and I pride myself in being able to market myself and knowing and understanding the business side. So really how I executed it, I'm a numbers person. I truly believe, and I, I truly take this to heart. I truly believe everybody has a formula for success and what they want to do and accomplish in life. And like I said, going back with my mission, I just want to empower those people and you guys to really follow your passions. And it's amazing what you can do. It's scary at times, but what I did is I made a business plan and I worked the numbers. I'm like, how? What do I need to do to be successful? I was like, do I need rods, reels, rod, you know? What do I need to do? And I need income. What am I going to do? So I simply worked the numbers backwards and I used my network and it just turned out to work out really well for me. And I'm very happy and blessed with that. So, no, I don't use female, but I'm not going to lie. There are some companies that are looking to just represent females because they want more of a female presence in the sport. Right. So, yeah. it just so happened to work out with some that way as well. That's awesome. You guys should use being a female. Yeah. <laughs> get, in, get in on the ground level while it exists. Yeah, well, look at look at Pete. Pete uses his mysterious <laughs> nature right. to gain hair? sponsors. I, yeah. Here's the news. I often dress in leopard print robes. <laughs> <laughs> to gain my exposure, and it's it's working. Uh, let, let me. But, 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 I want to talk. You want to talk? Okay. I'm Becky. a woman, yes. and I'm reading all the IMs, and I'm getting a little little annoyed with some of the men on here. Okay. And neither one of our women has said that they're like using themselves like as a woman as a sex symbol. They're using the fact that they're a woman as something different. Like, different. do you not realize yeah. the demographic? How many people? That are women that watch this show that fish. We all have daughters here. 
here. Absolutely. Do you not want those women to see something like wholesome and well, healthy and women making it here? Like I'm a little frustrated with these IM people. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a big Here's one. When I look at the sport, it's you're always going to have this sort of like segregation. Should it be men versus female? At the end of the day, this is my true opinion. It's not whether you're male or female, whether you're black or white or 40 or 15. Um, at the end of the day, it's you versus the fish. And if we all want to grow yeah. the sport, that's only who I'm competing with. And I want to empower everybody, no matter who you are, yeah. to go do what you love. Absolutely. And, I, and I, I'm glad you brought that up, Beck, because it's true. You know, I've got, you know, Drew, Riley, Estella. They love the fish. If they got to the point where they wanted to do it professionally, I want them to be able to look up to somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I want them to be able to tune in to Bassmasters and see you, Bridget. Oh, I, I want so. them to see Nicole on FLW. That's that's an amazing thing for them well, to have role models like that. Yeah, and that's, that's all I want to do. You know, I hope my short-term goals is to make the cup. You know, hopefully I can make the cup here, and I'm going to grind it out this year. Um, obviously you always want to shoot high. So, but again, my missions are different than some of others, like are just to empower others. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, you're always going to have questions. Oh, she got it because she's pretty, or I should address this. You're Irwin's Jacobs. You're related to Irwin Jacobs. There's no relation whatsoever. I've been getting that a lot this weekend. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you if you were. I, thought I, 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 I would take a sponsorship. Yeah. 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 I, I, I asked Trish Blake when she called me. I'm like, Trish, are you like my long lost cousin? Because you kind of look. No, um, we're not related at all. Darn, so I was I was going to ask you if you had an extra helicopter I could borrow. Yeah. But. <laughs> Uh, hovercraft. Hovercraft, exactly. <laughs> you know, here's the other thing that brings up, though, which is, um, you know, Dave, I jump in on this one. Uh, females in some other recent sports, take yeah. soccer, okay. take uh, mixed martial arts. Mia Hamm, Ronda um, Rousey. They yeah. are smashing it in their perspective sports. Is that something that could happen in bass fishing? I would think in bass fishing, more so than any of the sports we just mentioned, because a woman soccer player is not going to compete with a male soccer player. Just as a female MMA fighter is not going to compete with a male of her weight. Right. But in fishing, it's absolutely an equal playing field where I believe the only disadvantage I see for women, ones that have children. Because of that maternal instinct. It's stronger than what a guy has. Yeah. And being away from home, that distraction was the biggest for me. And that's the one I could never get over. Yeah. I would think for a woman, it would be even harder to separate well, themselves wanna, from the family. With the sound of that, because I'm a mom, I really, I, I'm very blessed. And I don't want people to get discouraged if your mom's to not try it out, because you can make it work. I truly believe you can. Exactly. I'm making it work. I've made it work with my son's dad. We have great relationships. So we actually split time already anyway. So it works out and being him able to come down on his spring break to come to this first one and he'll come to the last one as well it, it really does work out because i'm already gone five days at a time from cole anyway so it doesn't affect his schedule but that's just my situation so i'm very yeah. blessed to have that support and family support um but like i said don't get discouraged if you're a mom if you really want to do this you can just yeah. you have to, it's going to take a lot of work I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy. It's been really hard. A lot of sacrifices. Your friends think you're nuts. Your family thinks you're especially nuts. Um, but my mom now finally gets it. She's texting me, oh, I'm watching the Bassmaster Classic at the hotel. Saw Randy Howell and Mike Iaconelli. <laughs> 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 so. That's awesome. Hey, let, let me remind everybody, uh, if you've got a question or a comment, uh, 
ask us on IM. Hit us up on the IM. You could also hit us up on Twitter, Mike underscore Iconelli on Twitter.com. Uh, here's another thing, Beck. I want to throw this at you back there in the booth. And a lot of people probably don't know this. But Rebecca, my wife, fished oh, no. as a co-angler. I remember that in an oh, EverStart oh, event wow. back in. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that either. It was her one and only yeah, event. One, she, one and one. only event. Uh, she, she's badass with a shaky head. I gotta tell you that. But um, I love shaky head. Yeah, but you had a great time. You had a good event. I had a great time. I well, uh, well, we're not we're not gonna get in everything here, okay. but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to bring something up because I want to ask Bridget and Nicole if they've ever had this. Uh, so you fish an event, and we're not going to say any names here, but tell us about a comment that your first day partner said on the water in, in oh, regards to you being my, a female. And it's oh. just interesting because I think there is a lot of these stereotypes out there, and it doesn't make sense. So I, go ahead and let us know, Beck, what happened. Yeah, well... Um Yes, he made the comment that um, FLW was just letting. Am I not on? No, I can hear you. I okay. just thought you were a little low. Yeah. Um, that FLW was just letting um, women and black people in because they needed <laughs> the diversity. Wow, I heard that. Which I thought was interesting because he and I are stuck on a boat the entire day, just the two of us. And clearly I have boobs and I'm a woman. So it was just a very odd comment to make. But I outfished him. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shaky-headed his ass to death. Shaky-headed his ass. <laughs> but, but just so y'all know, it's not that I'm against um, fishing or wanting to get on a boat and fish. But after day three, when I got caught in a water spout and lightning and hail, and <laughs> I chose I didn't really want to be on a boat again I've with somebody I didn't there. really know. I've been there, done that. Yeah. I remember. So have 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 you ever? Have you had ever had that kind of discrimination? Because that's that's just ignorant. That's plain out ignorant. I mean, have you ever experienced that? The first time when I went from co-angler, because co-angler I fished the WBT, so as with all women. But when I made that jump from the WBT and I went boater, I was already fishing boater, and my co-anglers were men, and it, they would get a little disgruntled, like, "Oh, great, I drew the girl." You know, yeah. and it kind of put a damper on your beginning of your day. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you get that mentality like, wow, now I got to make sure yeah. that I get him fish or get myself oh, fish so you worry about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Too many what? damn blacks and women. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if Beck sitting in the back like, <laughs> did you just say that? I did not say anything at that moment. I did bite my tongue, which is not something I'm That's good at doing. You didn't punch him in the face? I, I, thought you I didn't. Hey, I'm from Philly. I I, you definitely yeah. would have. You're an ex-cop. That's right. You would have. Like, yo, I'm bringing my nightstick out or something. Nicole, have you ever had any kind of discrimination like that? Have you ever experienced well, that? Honestly, I tune it all out because I try to focus on what I'm doing in my patterns and it's disgusting. Yeah. stuff, but I laugh it off. It doesn't bug me at all. Honestly, if something yeah. did, I'd probably say I'm going to shove this pole up here. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh-uh. I've been very respected. I haven't had some serious issues at all. Honestly, only one issue was like, it wasn't even an issue. I'm leaving off the boat and I'm taking off my raincoat and stuff. They're like, oh, now she waits to take off her. You know, it's like. They make oh, whatever. Hey, you know, I got a question for you ladies. 
any cheesy pickup lines or any cheesy, oh. like, asks for dates that you want to share with us? Because men love hearing about other men crashing and burning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't want to hold my rod. No. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's, you yeah. didn't go for that? Yeah. yeah. No. Don't use that one, Pete. All right. No, yeah. Off the list. Off the list. Yeah, Pete. Off the list. How about you, Nicole? Any any cheesy God, ones? Off the, off the top of my head, I honestly, no. Oh. I can't. Yeah. I know I'm no fun. <laughs> Can you make one up from yeah, a bar I'm or something? I'm deficient. So. <laughs> Good answer. Honestly, I don't know. I can't think right now. If I come up with one, I'll let you know. Uh, well, I, I, I tell you, it's, uh, I, it, it's inspiring to me. You know, like I said, being a dad of three girls, it's inspiring to me what, what you guys are doing. It really is. It's it's amazing. And, and coming and from you, that's huge. it's amazing. It's amazing. And I I want to I I want to see it happen. I hope one of you two guys are the ones that, that do it. But I want to see it happen. I want to see the day when there are several females out there competing and succeeding and beating our butts like you did at Old Hickory with me. I want I want to see that. They can. Well, I think well, yeah. they can. I think. I mean, I train couples like husbands and wives come out in a boat for an on-water training day and um, it's amazing the difference that the <laughs> <laughs> was that a right sound effect right, 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 uh, right back into the gutter <laughs> <laughs> but uh what it's training yeah well you are uh, you're very mysterious so. <laughs> you must come out in a leopard room <laughs> pete doesn't Smoking know which one it is he shows up for the wrong one with like the smoking coat on it like uh are we going fishing <laughs> oh, oh this is sorry i got my notes wrong that, yeah, here. Tomorrow's <laughs> <setting. laughs> That's tomorrow. <laughs> it's crazy though. So many people who don't know competitive fishing, like my family, for example, are like, "How is it a sport? How is fishing yeah, a yeah, sport?" Yeah. You know, yeah. and you got to be mentally sound. You got to stay physically fit. So I really recommend anybody who's trying to go into the sport. Like, it's it's girl, it's a grind. Like what Rebecca's saying, it, being in a storm, you got to go put yourself yeah, in that situation and hard. see if you can mentally handle it. So yeah. as well. But I've so. I've seen differences in women. I've seen women that are extremely strong anglers compared to the the guys that are in the boat. They they've got skill sets in in different areas. They're I, in my experience, they've been a lot easier to teach. Look yeah, at, they listen. Much easier. You know, Jimmy Ma- you have Jimmy Mize married to Lucy Mize, and then Melinda. Also fishes, yeah. you know. There's a whole fishing yeah. family. Fisher family. I've yeah. said before, like yeah. my experience with teaching women how to shoot, they will do exactly as you tell them. The fundamentals, step one through whatever. Where a guy, after you teach him, will go do whatever dumb shit he thought he was going to do. Nothing moves but the trigger finger. You know, uh, yeah, seriously, like, women yep. will do exactly yeah. as they're shown. They're wired differently right. than we and are. I hope we can get to a point in the sport. It, it, there shouldn't be segregation. I, like yeah. I said, I don't even look at it that way anymore. Honestly, it's it's me against the fish at the yeah. end of the day. It's a great as, it, it's, as it should be. It's a great attitude. I say that all the time. Really competition, especially yeah. if other women want to get involved, we should all be working together. Together. I mean, empowering yep. other people. Yep. I had a young girl today. She's actually, I'm going to give her a shout out. Caitlin Boswell. This girl was the 2013 or 14 Florida State Championship champion. And she, I met her today and she was just honored and thrilled to, you know, to meet me. And just, I said, girl, you're going to get out. You're going to be out there too. So she's doing big things. So it's just so exciting to see that too. And, you know, my mission too is just 
to to do charity work too and get involved with kids. That's it's not just about tournament fishing. Yeah. I know Ike, you do a lot of stuff too, and you're creating that foundation. I give you a lot of credit. So if there's any way thank I can you. get involved, please let me know. That's awesome. Thank you very much, uh, Nicole. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, before we let you go, thank you so much. Let, let everybody know where they can follow you because I know you're active on, on social media. Let let everybody know where they kids follow your travels and, yeah, and your success. I'm on all that social media, uh, Nicole Jacobs Fishing. Um, so Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Nicole Jacobs Fishing. I just launched a website. It's kind of just in its works. It's under construction, but NicoleJacobsFishing.com uh, has my bio on there about my dad and why I fish for him, all my sponsors, and how you can get involved. If you really want to get involved at a community charity level, also working with kids, I have a lot of good stuff coming up in events. I'm always looking for people that want to go mentor kids. I do take a vet fishing. We go out and take vets out, and we're always looking for guides, too. And I'm working with St. Jude on an event, too. So please shoot me a message if you want to get involved. And awesome. uh, hopefully I can inspire you all to do what you want. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for joining luck, us, Nicole. Nicole. Good luck Nicole, in your next thank derby. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I very much appreciate it. And you're inspiring, too. I forgot to tell Brian he was giving me crap. I was in the lock with Ish this pra- over practice. Let me tell you, Ish is awesome. <laughs> well, N- Nicole, did he hit on you? And did if he did, did, did you press charges? <laughs> 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 I was giving him a hard time, though. Uh-huh. Again, so. <laughs> but thanks again for having me. It's been an honor, you guys. Thanks See for joining us tonight. Nicole Thank Jenkins, you, Nicole. everybody. Wow. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. She's going to do good. I have a feeling. You can see it in her eyes. She's got the fire in her eyes. She's going to do great this year. Awesome. She's going to yeah. do good. She's going to do good. I, I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, you see this so often. And one, the thing that, I mean, she was inspired by those three events in her life and chose to spend the rest of her life pursuing her passion. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's a big thing in fishing. You know, there's very few people that can consider, you know, that can make a living doing what they really love to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's inspirational, you know, watching her. Yeah, and especially when you're not, her, you don't her. fit into the norm, you know. So especially, you know, Bridget, you're like the super not norm. So, you know. Underdog. Yeah, big time. So, you know, geographically, you're not the norm. Age-wise, you're not the norm. Gender-wise, you're not the norm. So you've you've really... <laughs> you've got you've really got to break through. But I I felt like that when I was coming up. I know you did too, Pete, a little bit. You know. Well, well, you when, said when it you early don't fit on. In, yeah, you know? I mean, our sport's dominated by the South. I mean, it's it is. it's the the Southern guys fish twelve months a year. You know, they've got reservoirs, and that's and that's what they fish, and that's where the majority of our tournaments are on. So they they there's an there's been an advantage historically. Look at the winter up here this year. Like everything is ice. We have cold, we have a very, cold winter. We have, we, it's harder for – and when I started, there were so few folks from the north uh, being, being able to be competitive. And, uh, you know, now there's more and more and more that are doing it. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's hard. It's definitely hard to break through. It's tough. Beck, what do we got on the uh, – Rebecca, what do we have on the IM feeds? Any good uh, Any good questions, comments you want to – so, someone just called her precious. <laughs> precious. I put that one through because I thought that was funny. I've never been called precious a day wow. in my life. <laughs> I am wow. clearly not fine china. I'm like Corelware. Corelware. <laughs> Corelware. Isn't that like what's that plastic stuff? Tupperware. 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 Farberware. Farberware. Pirates. Pirates. Brett Farberware. Farberware. 
Farberware. Farberware. Did you have a question? I can say that all night long. <laughs> what do we got coming through, Beck? Five minutes. Um, There's a lot of comments about the women thing, but I think we, we touched a lot of that. There's a lot of other questions, but I feel like that's probably, we'll save that for the after hours, a lot of like fishing technique questions and stuff. Gotcha. But I think there's, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing that we've discussed with these ladies um, is just the point that, yeah, you you use whatever is to your advantage. And if being different and being a, a woman is your advantage, then you get the sponsorships and you make an example of yourself. And you know what? If you don't make it like anyone else, you'll yeah. be gone in a couple of years. You still have to prove yourself. Absolutely. Just because you're a woman doesn't keep you around. No, you've got to catch them. Right. I feel like it's you've got to catch them. I feel like it's the police department. Like when I graduated the police academy and you go to the district the first time and... You know, you're working with a bunch of guys, and it's kind of like you got to prove yourself a little bit that you can take care of yourself and take care yeah. of your partner. And, you know, and I feel mm. like fishing somewhat yeah. on that same level a little bit. Absolutely. Well, I think the ladies should all take advantage of their assets in, in the sponsorship game. I mean, I really Absolutely. Well, there right. are, no shame in that. Yeah, no, you have no. to. And, and, and there are a lot of sponsorships that are unique exactly. to being a lady. That's right. And that, that's, I mean, that's something to capitalize on, for They're, sure. Me, you know? me in a leopard robe. <laughs> that has gotten a lot of comments can't always tonight. satisfy every couple of needs. <laughs> <laughs> you know? A male can't you, be sponsored <laughs> by Kotex or... You know, so. Dude, right. Speaking right. of that. Yeah. They're, the product that they that that are have a big female uh, consumer, you know they need that that female representation. It's just a better uh, it's a better way to catch eyeballs in certain scenarios. Why not take advantage of, of your assets? We see all the well, super successful guys in our sport. You know you're you're able to capitalize on it. Skeet's got his brand. Kevin's got his brand. Gerald's got his brand, and they're. You know, the the big success is coming from things outside of fishing, you know, that they're yeah. somewhat unrelated to fishing. And, uh, you know, why? W- I mean, I, I would use my assets. Yeah. You know? yes. I mean, Skate, sponsored by Big Bird. So there you have it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Brian, what did you have? Oh, uh, we, we were watching TV the other night, me and my wife and the kids, and a uh, commercial came on for Always. Yeah. Uh, lady products. Yeah. M- mysterious lady products. And, and, uh, <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> and Logan's like, ah. There's there's all these commercials. I guess I guess peeing your pants is a kind of a big thing with women. Oh. <laughs> is that what? true? No. Is that true? <laughs> Here we go. You're so, he's eleven. We figured <laughs> let him go for a few more years. Pete's a little older than eleven, so he should know better. <laughs> I'll be peeing himself soon enough. I know. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? <laughs> hey, it depends. That yeah. would look Boys. good under that robe. A few, few more years, and I'm, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're digressing again. Uh, yeah. uh, let me remind you, uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, hit us up on IM. Hit us up on Twitter, Mike underscore Iconelli. Uh, let's dial up trade. Let's get trade on on the Skype. Is she is Skyping or calling, Bri? Skype. She's Skyping. Okay, let's get her dialed up. Because uh, I'd love to hear from Trait too. Is Trait is she? Where is she calling from? Is she in a derby or is she at home? Or I, I'm not sure. I think I saw a post. She said Mississippi. 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 Oh, we Mississippi. got a, we got a Central Open coming up, right? Ah. In, in, on uh, Central, uh, Central on Ross Burnett. So she might be. She may be there. I'll talk to her about that. Well, we're working on it. Very cool. Feverishly. Okay. Feverishly. Okay. Hey, don't forget. Remind me. We have to make our picks for Sabine tonight. We do. We do. 
Let's do it now. Wait, do can, it now. can I ask uh, we a got, question? Do we How do we pronounce it? We'll have to get them on the phone. Yeah, you got something back? How do you, is it the Sabine or the Sabine? How do you pronounce it? I don't know. From What's New Jersey, it's the Sabine, the cement. You know? Sabine. Cement. Yeah. Sabine. And they can say whatever they, they want to. Yeah. <laughs> the river, if you're from Richmond. Yeah. The river. <laughs> the river. <laughs> or, or, if you're, or if you're from Belmar, the crick. The crick. Yeah. Go up the crick. Yeah, the crick. Timber crick. Timber crick. Timber crick. Remember my... Bathroom story? Ah. Uh, yeah? The one from earlier in the show? No. I didn't say it yet. Uh, oh. The, just another one, bathroom story? The one from Arkansas. What was that? Yes. I do remember that story. Yeah. When you set the hook? Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. You were going to bathroom set the hook? Would you like to hear that story? Sure. Would you like to hear I would it? love to hear that story again. I was fishing in Arkansas. Like I said, I always draw out the women. I handle the bathroom situation first. <laughs> this, cor- this girl's like, Pete, when you got to go, you just go tell me. And I'll look the other way, and I said, okay, you do the same thing. Well, I'm fishing for three hours on a, on a roadbed, a, a causeway. Cars coming the whole time, right? But when there's a break in the car's action, I go to action. I turn, I say, I got to go, and I take care of my business. And she didn't have to go all morning. And uh, after three hours of fishing, their sun's up. Rip rap pattern's not working no more. We're going, uh, going to flip some cover. And uh, I ran about two, uh, a long way up the up the lake in uh, Lake Darnell. And this this girl's the sweetest, like hillbilly uh, country girl, fished barefoot. <laughs> she is so she was so fun to be in a boat with. And uh, the uh, <laughs> well, she was like from Missouri or something. Dude. But, uh, <laughs> I'm digging myself a hole. Yeah. Right. You're digging deeper and deeper. I'm going to dig deeper. So we go, and we finally get into this exclude, like, private reed bank. There's no houses, no cars, no boats. I wheel up, put the trolling motor down, and uh, and she goes, oh, thank God, Pete, I've had to go all morning. And, you know, now can she can finally go. And I don't know how she's going to do it. Some girls go to the bat outboard, you know. Some, yeah, the well, so, the splash well. So I have no idea what some girls do. I just, they do it, and I don't I don't know what they're doing back there. What's going on right now? But, uh so I, uh, <laughs> so I'm the fl- longest piss story oh in the history of piss stories, dude. <laughs> Let me finish. Oh my God! Please finish. <laughs> please finish. You're making Brian nervous, Wrap Pete. Wrap it up, Pete. It's You're got, making Brian nervous. It's got, a, it's got a good end. So I, I, fl- I, so I flip out, right? You know, I'm, I'm fishing this reed, and I hear zips, and I feel the boat move. I think she's flipping off, sitting off the side of the boat. Just as soon as that boat moved, my jig goes thump. And I jack a three and a half, four pounder, and I forgot what she was doing. <laughs> so I and I only have twenty feet of line out, so I just turn and I flip that bass right onto her. Her panties are down around her ankle. <laughs> She's in the belly of the boat. She's screaming oh and hollering. The boat's flipping on her. Oh my god! I'm trying to collect the bass what? up on her, up off her without looking. I hardly look. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty wow. funny. Yeah, you did mention. That voyeur, that little voyeur in there. <laughs> well, she we, was a good sport, though. We had, we laughed job, about it. She if was we, really cool. If we go on Pete's history on his laptop, we know what we're going to find. www.peepeegirl.com. Yeah. It's his favorite yeah, website. GoldenShower.net. Yeah, that's out. number one. Right, Ike Live's on, number two. On. One and two. Right next to each other. All right, let's, we're, we're keep going the wrong way. Uh, show, we, show we've us. got Trait uh, dialed up. Yeah. Are we good? All right, joining us, I think, from... M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. We're going to find out here in a second. Uh, joining us from Mississippi, I think. Live via Skype. Trey Crist, everybody. Trey! How are you tonight? 
I'm good. It's past my bedtime. Uh-oh. Where are, where are you at? Are you practicing for an event or derby? Where are you at? Yeah, the Central Open starts Thursday. Um, Ross Barnett in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. How is how is practice going so far? Uh, it's it's okay. I'm not going to say much, but it's okay. The water's up and it's flowing, but um, it's okay. So we're not, not getting bad. any GPS coordinates? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Pete needs them. <laughs> he, he works for uh, GPS coordinates uh, daily. Uh, I, I want everybody to know this. We actually, this is an interesting topic. This is great to have you on the show, by the way. We drew each other out a few years back. Where was that at? It was... West Point. West Point. That's right. I had a decent day, but not a great day. It was fun though. You had a good day. You had a you. It went a lot better. You had nothing going in practice, so you just went fishing and you actually caught them on day one. I remember. I distinctly remember kind of hopping around between like a marina, and then I caught a big one on a crankbait, and I was so juiced up because I thought I had them figured. And then, like yeah. an hour later, I hadn't had another bite, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" You know what I mean? You like, you think all of a sudden you think you've got something going, and and then it disappears. Uh, you know, I got to tell you this: this is impressive. So, how how long have you got? Are you who are you there with? Are you staying by yourself? Are you rooming with a couple anglers, uh, or who are you with? Uh, Chris and uh, Cajun Baby, Cliff Crochet, are hey. here. They're right beside me. They're still. Oh, they're. I figured they would be in bed by now. Oh gosh, no! <laughs> They're like girls. So how how long have you guys been down here practicing? Um, I got in Wednesday, I believe. Um, Cliff just got in today. Awesome, awesome. And Chris got in last night. So. And this this is what I want to tell you. So I've fished uh, several opens with you over the last couple of years, and I got to tell you this: very impressive to me is that I'm a big believer in work ethic, in in putting the time in and spend a lot of time. You practice your ass off. I like it. I like it. Where where did you get that work ethic from? Is that something you've always had, or has that been instilled through you yeah. from a young age, or how did you get that? My dad is a hard worker, so I mean it's been instilled in me from day one. If you want something, you got to work for it. <clears throat> so I mean, I've always um, known if if I want anything worth getting, I've had to work my butt off to get it. It wasn't going to be given to me. Yeah, you get me all choked up talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like making people choked up. <laughs> uh, you talked about your dad. What? How? We've asked everyone that's ever been on the show. I want to ask you, how how did you get involved in fishing? How how did you get started in the sport? And then, at what point did you want to pursue this professionally? For sure. So, um, as a kid, I'm talking about young, like three, four. My great aunt got me into brim fishing, and uh, she would just strap a, a life jacket on me and leave me on the end of the dock, and they just let me fish all day. They wouldn't pay any attention to me. And then um, crappie fishing with my dad, which evolved into bass fishing. He was a big stick in Texas my whole life. And um, that's really how I fell in love with it. And then I kind of disconnected in high school. Um, I just didn't. uh, There weren't a lot of females when I was in high school that I could connect with in fishing. And so I focused on other sports. And I came back around uh, after college and me and my dad started fishing every weekend together. Wow. And that's when it all happened. Yeah. And and then and then when did you take that and say tournament bass fishing, competing? 
that's something yeah. I want to do. So when we were fishing every weekend, my dad kind of just said, you know, um, put your money where your mouth is. And uh, he entered uh, us into a tournament, uh, the Texas State Bass Tournament, which is the longest bass fishing tournament running uh, ever. And um, and I got uh, we got fourth. And that's really when it started. That's when I said, I can do this. Yeah. And uh, and it just kind of boom from there. Yeah, that's success. There it goes again. You know, we keep saying that having success early on is a big, yeah. big motivational factor to, to making that jump, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. So. Dave, Dave wouldn't know. The last tournament he won was like in 89, yeah. Top Rod Bassmasters. And there was only four other boats. Yeah. So yeah. he's still trying to he's still trying to figure Less it out. Less than a full field. <laughs> Win's a win. Win's a win. That's right. Here, you know, here's something I want to bring up. Uh, you know, you you travel, uh, Chris, uh, Cajun Baby, guys you travel with now. You travel with some of the best anglers in the world. Uh, Chris is amazing. Chris has, is coming off an amazing season. Has that helped you or hurt you traveling with those guys? Because I, I say that because I get to travel with guys, too. I travel with Ish Monroe and John Cruz a lot. And I found that sometimes it can help you. And sometimes it can really spin you out. It can spin you out. It can pull you in the wrong direction. How do you deal with that trait? Well, you know, they are some of the best in the world. And for me, it's opened my eyes to how much better I can be. And, um, you know, I thought I was good. And it wasn't until hanging around with them where I realized I had a lot I needed to work on and a lot of things I didn't grasp. But like you said, too, it can really spin you out when you come home and they're all talking about how they smoke them and you can't even get a bite. And, and you're like, you know, yeah. what am I doing wrong? Am I am I good enough to be here? But um, I love it. You know, it's the best thing that for me that could have happened was being around these guys because it's really showed me where I need to step my game up to if I really want to be on the elites and compete on the elites, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of think I know. Like you, you're not alluding to any of your patterns here on the show uh, for your practice round. Is that, is that because you don't want Chris and the cage? That's right. To know they're right next to you, listening. You don't want to give it to them. No, no jambalaya for you, Trey. <laughs> I do not share with Chris anything. What? Whatsoever. Wow. Wow. That's shocking. That is shocking. That must be tough. We we um sometimes we're trying to work together, but I'm so hard headed that um, when he tells me what I should be doing, I do the complete opposite every time. Never fails. <laughs> <laughs> Just go the other way. Yeah. They're biting up river. Screw that. I'm going to the dam. <laughs> exactly. They're on beds everywhere. Fuck it. I'm going to go jig a spoon in forty. I love it. Uh, here, here's a question I've got for you, and, and I, I really want to know this because we've we've kind of skipped around this all night. Does does being a woman give you an advantage over the uh, over the competition? I mean, is there ever any situation where you feel like it's an advantage? Um, only on the sponsorship side. On the water, I get treated pretty poorly. I won't lie. Um, and I know that shocks people. Maybe females just don't want to say it, but I get um, a lot of people who won't like share water with me because it's me. But if a guy were to pull up, they'd be friendly and open up the water to them or wow. treat me yeah. like you don't belong here. And it's the truth. It happens yeah. a lot. 
Yeah, we, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. In fact, uh, we Becky fished an event, and she had a little bit of that happen, a little bit of that discrimination factor. That's a shame. That yeah, sucks. That, that sucks that that's going on, you know? It, it does. You it, know, um, the guys on the elites, they have mad respect. They are the people, for the most part, that let me, you know, that respect me on the water. It's more of the people that just fish the opens that have that mentality, which sucks, you know, but it's the truth. How do you handle it, Trey? Um, well, you know, there's the way that my sponsors would like me to say, and maybe sometimes the way that I really handle it. Sometimes I pop off, you know, and sometimes I'll just say whatever, dude, and pick up my trolling motor and leave. Because sometimes, you know, it's, it's a waste of energy and it just spins you out Yeah. to even, you know, give in to what's going on and, and let them, you know, push you around like that. I, I can tell you, I don't discriminate. I don't want anybody near me. <laughs> anybody who knows anybody near him at all and that's why he keeps talking about urination and stuff like that he just wants to be left alone by the way speaking of that uh has uh kevin van dam ever told you you're not a part of the community because you're a woman not yet, not yet. <laughs> see <laughs> have you ever have you ever fallen victim to ish monroe's failed attempts to hit on you <laughs> I'm not gonna put ish out there. Like that. <laughs> that's a yes. Hey, that's what, a yes. What, what, that's what, a yes. <laughs> what was Chris's uh, pickup line? David. Oh, that's, that's a great. Question. That's a great question. How did you guys meet? That's a serious question. How did you guys meet? Um, so he stalked me on Facebook. <laughs> oh, stalker! <laughs> so it worked. Wow. It does work. I thought does he work. was just another creeper, and I never responded to his messages. <laughs> like three years ago at the Table Rock Open, he came up to me, and we started talking, and I realized he was a real person. Had no clue who he was. We became friends, and I didn't even know he fished on the Elite Series until after we were friends, and uh, it just developed from there. That's interesting. How about that? Catfished her. Yeah. He came to Texas our first time to hang out, and we went and fished uh, Louisville Lake by my house, and uh, it just grew from there. Wow. So, so there's hope for all you Facebook stalkers out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Keep our, our IM is blowing up right now, and and uh, Becky just told me. She said, the IM's blowing up. We had about 60 IMs that just happened, and they all want to date with Pete. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like 40-year-old white dudes from Alabama, and they want to date with Pete. Missouri. 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 No blacks and women in your boat, though, Pete. <laughs> I'll flip a fish on you. <laughs> uh, Trey, what, what, are you all, what are you fishing this year? I know you, you're, you're fishing the Centrals. Are you fishing any other divisions of the Opens? <clears throat> Central, Southerns, and the Northerns, all nine. You're going, you're wow. going at it hard this year. Yeah, um, I, you know, I just want to uh, keep fishing, and I think if I keep my mind in it, you know, I'll gain some momentum, and it'll work out. We'll see. I'm trying a different approach this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the same thing, and we've we've had this question go around uh, three or four times already. If you fish this year, and you have in any one of those circuits, you have a banner year, and you end up in the top five and that letter comes to you from bass is that are you going to accept uh heck yes that's why i'm doing it. <laughs> i'm very competitive um 
you know, I am just, I'm kind of cutthroat and that is a big reason why I'm doing this. I want to be the first and I'd be lying to say, you know, I think it would be cool if there are multiple girls the same year, but to be honest, like I want to beat people. I want to beat all the guys. I want to beat all the girls and I want to be the first. Yeah. That, that's wow. awesome. That's awesome. And we want to see it. We want to see it. I want to see it. It's that kind of intensity is, I think, what you're going to need to be successful yeah. at anything that you do. Yeah. At anything. At any. At, at that level, you have to have that. You have to have that determination. You know. That's something I've learned. You know, like especially being around these guys. If you don't think you belong here, or that you can compete, or that you can really beat these guys, then you're maybe you shouldn't be here right now. You know. I I've had to get in that mindset. You know, I belong here, and I have the ability and. And I want to be the first person, the first girl. Well, uh, I'm going to be fishing the Northern Opens. This is Pete. Uh, are, hey, am Pete. I, am I going to see you up there this year again? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Maybe I'll poach you a little bit. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I do. I do it. So. I, I hear you have a lot of waypoints. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Denny's doesn't count. <laughs> Denny's doesn't count. I have a very intimidating sneer. <laughs> it's ca- uh, by the way, I, I need to see is uh, where where is Cage? Is Cajun Baby and Chris there? I need to see their faces. I told them they're not allowed on here. I just real, makeup. real quick. I just put would your like wigs to see on. Fa- put, yeah, do you have wigs? Oh, there's, there's Chris. What's up? I love it. Come on in here, Cage Baby. Where you at? He came, he came in tonight. We're having a good time. Yeah. Foot <laughs> tackle, getting ready for the Sabine River event. These guys are fishing uh, this week, but I'm up here. I've got tackle sprawled out everywhere doing tackle here for uh, the upcoming Sabine River event. So we were going to dress up like some, some, some women. It was Brian's idea. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Cliff. Yeah, Cliff's setting it up right now. He's setting it up. I know it's ladies' night tonight, but that's uh, right. Yeah, we're uh, we got we got the sausage fest going on here. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you guys are you guys uh, drinking some old Milwaukee's? Any beverage of choice tonight? Hey, who's this? Hey, what's your name? Hi, how are you? What's your name? Uh, finally got on Ike Live. Had to jump on. Traits, bandwagon. <laughs> 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 Chris, is that one of your swim baits? What is that? <laughs> like a Cajun witch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mama said that's the devil. <laughs> oh, yeah, good time. Good to talk to you guys again. That's awesome. Good seeing you guys. Good seeing yeah, you guys. Absolutely. By the way, we are going to have both you guys on the show at some point. So, sure. ladies first. <laughs> ladies, ladies first. That's right. Ladies first. Ladies first. I want to be in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I want to sit on the sofa with a little headset. With a little headset, you know. <laughs> you just want the headset. <laughs> I want the headset. It's it's a pretty professional looking. I got to tell you, from where I'm sitting. It looks good on you guys on the casting couch tonight. So, roger, roger. We, we kind of got lucky. Um, <laughs> a guy here let us use his lake house for free. Wow. It's a really nice lake house. Have you guys played pool yet? I see the pool table in the back. Yep. We got pool table. You're like, you're like the Black Widow. don't see is all the tackle over here, back here. We got rods all back along the backside here. You guys can't see it, but... 
uh, yeah, it's a, it's a typical tackle house, you know, it's a fishing house. You, you travel with, uh, with John and Ish and you know how it is traveling with the boys, man. It could get quite messy, but we're only on day two and it's still kind of clean out here. No, no, we travel with Ish. It doesn't get messy. It does. Yeah. (laughs) Ish is a neat Uh, freak. yeah. Yeah, he is. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And he's a good cook. Too. Call it the best part of the trip. Sarah should be here in about forty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah. His wife. His wife. Everyone. He's on the way. All right. Now we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, all right. You guys get out of here. This is trade. Yeah. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> you get out of here. Enough of you guys. Metallica. Hey, I've got a great question here. Oh, you got some IMs. Yeah, let's it, it let's got get asked, some IMs. Take it care. got asked twice. Twice. Okay. I can't find it, so I'm going to go off the cuff on this one. But it was to the level of, do you think that women have more patience on the water than men? It's a great question. That's a great question. It depends what time of the month it is. Glad you said that. <laughs> we, we didn't I, go there yet. Yeah, we said enough chauvinist shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else you got, Beck? Beck, what else we have coming through the IM? Anything good? Oh, we've had our own spat. Rapid fire. I, be, uh, I, 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 never mind. Okay. You got some IM right. battles? All right. So, yeah, yeah here it goes. So, Trey, <laughs> we're, we're actually... You're going to be the first of this brand new uh, series on the live show. So this is a very exciting thing. (laughs) And we've got this brand new series, uh, and it's called the Ike Live Name Game. And it goes a little something like this. We're going to throw about five or six names at you. And when we say this person's name... You have to tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. You have to be spontaneous. You have to be totally honest. <laughs> and here it goes. And are we're going to. Are these random or did you like. Are these calculated? These are very calculated names we're going to throw at you. So <laughs> we'll start easy and we'll, we'll get a little tougher as we go down the list. And name number one Brandon Polinick. Uh, like a brother. Like a brother. Good answer. The Shyrock Twins. Who <laughs> put the twins? Uh, Shyrock Twins. Hunter and Fletcher. They're gangster. Yeah. Gangster. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Mike Iaconelli. Who put that one on there? <laughs> I want to put that there. The Crazy Train. Wow. Yeah. The Crazy Train. Ashama Monroe. <laughs> oh man! This is gonna be epic. Uh, uh, Ish, a hopeless romantic. Wow, that's tr- that's actually true. I thought that- she was gonna go with player. Play, play, a, play. A? I thought she was going with call blocked. <laughs> oh my god! Call blocked. All right. All right, they were the easy ones. They're gonna get a little harder. They're gonna get a little harder here. Uh, next one, Tommy Biffle. Uh, I kind of have a crush on Tommy, ladies' man. Whoa! Ladies, does it have anything to do with the shorts? It's the shorts. He's he's like my uh, older man crush, and Chris is okay with it. Wow! (laughs) So I I never knew Tommy Biffle's a Chippendales and Corduroy. He is! Who knew, man? (laughs) Wow! (laughs) 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 (laughs)
we gonna love? All right. Uh, wow. Last two. The Cajun baby. Cliff oh Crochet. It's Cajun. I mean, he's cl- he. Cl- the oh. <laughs> Blunt, straightforward. Ooh, I like it. Okay, and the last one, Brian the Carpenter. Can we get a drum roll, please? We still don't have any sound effects. We're a year into the show. We have any damn sound effects. <laughs> Chris Aldane! Uh, he, he's my baby. Oh! <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, Trey, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we wish you the best. Uh, good luck this week. And we want to see we want to see you do it. We want to see you fish in the elites next year. Thanks, we wish you the Mike, best. I appreciate it. And real thank quick, before, before I let you go, how can people follow your career? How can they follow you and and, and watch you throughout the, the tour season? Sure. Um, I have a Facebook page, uh, Trey Chris, and then I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I'm a little liberal on Twitter compared to everything else, <laughs> um, and that's at Trait Fishing. Awesome. And, uh, hoping to make some videos here soon, have them out. I got a lot of film, <laughs> and um, so I'll have a YouTube channel up soon. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Well, good luck, Trey. We Great appreciate you coming on the show. Trey Chris, everybody. Wow. Great guest, man. That was that, that was she had fun. Some fun answers to this. She had some great answers. Yeah, fire. That was cool. We got to get. We have to get Cliff in studio. Oh, we got to get him. Here. He's got to get in the studio. Yeah, right. Let, let's work. Uh, seriously, let's yeah. work on that one. When he, he when they're up for the flats, we got, we got a budget yeah. to fly him out here. No, 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 no. no. Uh, when they're up for the flats. Oh, the flats. He wasn't paying attention. Yeah, we don't have any budget. Here's the budget. Yeah, with your Milwaukee budget. Here's our budget as of right now. Free old Milwaukee. Yeah, that might contribute to that. We'll go half on his tolls. We'll steal an easy pass. We'll go half on his tolls, man. A couple bucks from here to the flats, you know? Oh, my God. Wow. We're totally ruthless. Let me remind everybody, as usual, uh, thank you for watching the show so far. It's been a great show, a uh, very unique show, great guest. Uh, we want you, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you have to say. Hit us up on IM. We want to hear your comments. Hit us up on Twitter, Mike underscore Iconelli. And hang in there because in about 30 minutes, uh, probably a little more than 30 minutes, we're going to have Ike After Hours, Pete, which is a cool that's a cool part of the show. A lot of fun. Can't what? wait. Can't wait to hear what the people are thinking about all the ladies tonight. Yeah, and and I don't know if you knew this, but this is amazing. Right now, we're competing with a show. What, what are we competing with right now, Beck? At uh, at nine thirty, nine thirty-five, nine forty. We're competing with The Walking Dead right now. It's almost over. What's that? It's almost over. What's that? <laughs> You don't follow that show? Nah, dude. I don't. I don't follow it either. You don't follow it. Dave plays shows. video games. I play, <laughs> dude. I've Dungeons been playing, and Dragons. No, man. Since <laughs> Christmas, my son and I've been playing Call of Duty Ghosts like six hours a day. <laughs> it's crazy. Mike, Mike, if you're wondering why we don't have that official betting sheet for the show, yeah, that Dave promised, yeah. Call of no. Duty. Call of Duty. Call yeah. Duty. Nah, listen. Right. <laughs> Dude, Excel spreadsheets are a very complicated thing. All right? I'm not going to lie, man. Back. Can you help him out with that? Dude, pen and paper in 10 minutes, that. Dave. Uh, I got it done. We just got to do the picks. Where's that paper at? What paper? The one that you got it done on. It's in my truck on what? the other side of the moat. <laughs> <laughs> and the driveway gets worse. <laughs> Actually, the driveway, you think that's an accident? You think it's just neglect and everything? Uh, it's deterrence. Becky did that. 
She was so sick of people coming to the front door. Yeah. Just scoop it out. <laughs> Jehovah's. Channel the, yeah, the ju- shut yeah, I heard you guys got a, I heard you guys got a trick or treater a couple years ago. That must have been the, the, the straw that broke the. Uh, <laughs> we had one. We've had a, the same yeah. one two years in a row. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Make the road impassable. Yeah. <laughs> Beck doesn't want to give, give away her damn Lindors. Yeah. She yeah. loves those yeah. things. She ain't giving them away. I share them with you guys. You do. That's true. You do. Uh, Beck, we got anything good back there? I am wise. Anything controversial? Mm-hmm. Oh, there was one. I'll never find it now. Oh, well, but uh, somebody asked what the percentage is on the elites that find their own fish and how many get information. Wow. That's a great question. Which is legal yeah. because if you do it before yeah. cutoff, you can. But how many guys are doing it all on their own and how many are getting Yeah. I don't, I don't know that there's a clear-cut percentage on, on that because I, I think what happens is I think there's some guys that do it religiously. I think there's some guys that do it. It's, it's, at certain events, and I think there's other guys who never do it. So I don't, I don't know that there's, I, you know, I, I, you may know that to be true that there are some guys that never do it. But I'm going to say at some point during the course of that season, yeah, everybody is communicating with somebody about a body I think of water it's a, yeah. and gaining information. I think a hundred percent of them gain some type of information. Some of to, to varying levels. Some yeah. people may try to block it out or try not to use it. Other guys, that's their whole yeah. But career. It's, I think the difference is if they're in your network. You know, if they're good friends of yours, you've been friends with for a long time. How yeah. do you not talk to them about something? I, that's what I'm saying. But Every, when you're hundred percent. But when you're going out of your way or your sponsors are going of on instant media or in, um, social media and finding people, to yeah. me, yeah. I, I, I don't have a lot of respect for that. Well, see, but, I, but that's a big part of the game I, now. I think information is important. We all get it in a, a different ways, but the the reality of the guys that rise, the cream rises to the top, and those guys are the guys that can utilize their skill sets, make adjustments. They know when to throw the information away and and start over again. I mean, it doesn't matter the information you get. It's so rare for spots to win tournaments these days. So uh, you know, the guys that that are continually at the top. I mean, they can make it happen no matter what. Right after they announced the River Tournament, Warren Woke, who's in studio here. Yeah. Warren, what, what friend requests did you get from people you never heard of before on Facebook? Oh, uh, yeah, a couple. Not, a couple. Don't name the names, uh, but you know. You know, one, one I actually talked to, uh, I, I can name a name because he was classy about it. And, and uh, his name was Tim Horton, and I, I basically just told him that I was in Ike's camp. I'm a fan. Appreciate that, by the yeah, way. It is brother. widespread because here, here's a guy who's one of the best. Yeah, well, reaching out to a guy like Warren because his name shows up on Google as doing well on some river events. So yeah, it, it yeah. does happen. Yeah, oh, sure. And it's it's, it's it's every single event. But wouldn't you want to be known for your skill, like in finding your own fish and? You know, yeah. I think sometimes that's where the women problem comes in as well. Yeah. Maybe women can't network as well as men. Yeah, and and, it, and and there's a there's a fine line there too because I think there's such thing as getting information, general information, mm-hmm. to start your process. Absolutely, I would do it. And then there's and then there's you know getting waypoints and leaning on it That's for cheap. for a hundred percent. You know, I, I think being able to find your own fish and and honing those instincts is an important part. Whether you get general information or not, that's an important part. Is being able to figure it out on your own. You know? I would have loved. To have been able, my first time fishing Sandy Cooper, 
to call down there and have someone say, no, stupid, don't go in the northern end the whole time because there's no fish up there. You know what I mean? But I didn't have that. I didn't know anybody. I couldn't call nobody. I didn't know Facebook. You know? After your third day, I had I to go find it out. Like, like, which tree will hold the noose that I hang myself from after wasting this money? <laughs> you know? So, no, I, listen, call, reaching out and having somebody tell you, nah, dude, that end of the river blows, go up the other way. Yeah. You know what? Well, those generals. Those it's, all big part, generals. it's all part yeah. of Practice. Well, I, I have to tell you, your your recipe for research is I thought was innovative. You know, is is you know reading the articles, getting all those articles written about those tournament bodies of water, getting that information in place. It's so available out there, so you know not to go up into the northern end of Santee. You know, in certain seasons because it's always one in the south. Yeah. You know, and and for those that don't have. I, for those that don't have a network, Mike's system is amazing on on how to break down a body of water, how to how to research a body of water. It's uh, it's definitely the way to go. But uh, right. you know, everybody's getting help. E- everybody's talking to somebody because you never know when you're gonna you know something is gonna clue you into a pattern, clue you into a bait or technique that's gonna give you a bit of an advantage. So I, I think everybody's looking for that. It's true. Dead air. <laughs> dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Yeah. <laughs> Cricket sound would have been awesome right there, bro. <laughs> Once again, no sound effects. <laughs> One of these days, we will get a. We will get a. Uh, uh, we, oh, he, turned, oh, he turned me down. <laughs> he turned me down. He's in control of the board. We have like nine laptops back yeah. there. Like, yeah. He figured know. out how to make that work. Yeah. I know. I know. I don't know. It's, it's I thought we were taking a break. Well, it's selective producing. We're not we going to take a break. We got, we got a, a living female legend yes. in, in the lurch yes. right now. Yes. Right? We're, oh. I, I want to get our next guest on because I'm very excited to talk to her. I think what we're going to do, uh, just to let everybody know, we're, we're going to keep going. Um, we're going to get Pam Martin Wells on the phone here in a second or on Skype in a second uh, and when we're done talking to Pam we want you to hang in there with us it'll probably be uh, a little after 10 hang in there with us and then we're going to take a short break and when we come back after we speak to Pam we're going to do the after hour so hang in there uh, but man I, Pete I, I gotta tell you I'm excited about the next guest I'm, I'm very excited this uh, is it's this quite, amazing it's quite a rap sheet here I'm staring it, at of accomplishments a lot, lot of stuff here a lot of stuff a lot I mean big stuff Great amazing time. stuff all time leading money winner in the women's tour seven time angler of the year yeah now, now Hall Bridget, of Fame Bridget was Pam was Pam an inspiration for, for you a little okay. bit as you were looking at it like I honestly never heard of Pam Martin Wells till I fished the WBT just because of the fact Lucy Mize Penny Berman but when, when I started with the WBT my god the girl she fishes unbelievable like a machine yeah yeah. Thank you. Bridget, move your mic a little closer to your mouth. Yeah, you you, Please, you you've you've got to have that 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 innate ability Thanks, to fish. It's funny because oh, you can oh, see God. that in a, in an angler right away. Exactly. Whether they have that or not, you can pick up on that. It's a very distinct gift to have that ability to do to do what you just said. Yeah, if they have that drive and like I said, she would cast. Like I, I've watched her fish yeah. on a WBT, and I'm like, oh my god, like she's still going strong. Like yeah. nothing gets in her head. That's amazing. Or I'd like to think nothing got in her head. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. Mental toughness is the key to all sports. There's no doubt about it. 
and uh you know I'm, obviously it's no different for men or women but the uh yeah that mental toughness part of it, it you have to overcome so much in our sport people don't realize how emotional our sport is i think you know it's it's like the the rise it's a roller coaster when, yeah it's all day long every day you, you know question you, yourself from the very your very first cast your very last yeah, yeah. you lose Constantly. a lose a big fish try to recover from that exactly you know or you show up to where you caught them at practice and they're not there. and they're not there and you panic and recover from that you know, how quick do I go to plan B? You know? I agree. <laughs> Pete, you got shut off. <laughs> We're ready for the call. No, he did an amazing job segueing until I could I, get the, the call trying, lined up. I was trying to help you out. You did you a ma- me like dude, that? you did a great job. Just, Ryan, you're freaking me out. I thought I just, there was a problem with the sound system. I was just sending Pete here. a subtle message. A subtle message. <laughs> a subtle message Not by that. shutting your mic off. Love you, Not, Pete. We're going to get a nerf gun in here just to shoot him with the nerf when it's time. If I could, you know, we got this glass. Uh, wow. All right. Uh, we good, Bri? Yes. Okay. Introduce. This, this is very exciting to me. Uh, we're going to find out where she's at. I think she's joining us via Skype. Nope. No, via phone. Yes, sir. Okay, joining us via phone. We're going to find out where she's at. The all-time leading money winner in, in women's professional fishing. Seven-time angle of the year. 2010, a classic finisher. Finished 22nd in that event. Unbelievable. Pretty, pretty much uh, the biggest one of the biggest icons uh, in, in women's fishing. Uh, joining us on the phone, Pam Martin-Wells. Pam Martin-Wells, everybody. Hi, Pam. Hi, how are you doing? How are you tonight? Oh, I'm just wonderful. Where where are you at? I have a note here from Brian, the producer, that you're pre-fishing somewhere today. Where are you at? Yeah, we were, we're at Lake Uvala there in Alabama. We're pre-fishing for an Alabama bass trail coming up. That's awesome. When is that tournament? It's next weekend. Next weekend. How How's the fishing? Is it is it good? Is it getting good? It's getting right. I mean, it's it's just it's on the verge of busting wide open. I expect the weights next next weekend to be phenomenal. That's awesome. Well, you're making us all jealous. We've got uh, we've got 20 foot of snow on the ground up here, and, and it's melting. You can't get into my driveway because it's a moat. So we're 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 jealous. We want to be down at Eufaula. That you know that's such a famous that that lake is that's that's like in in bass fishing that's an iconic lake. No question. It really is. It really is. You know, it and, and Lake Seminole here, where I where I've grown up. You know, it, those two lakes are just phenomenal lakes. They have some awesome awesome fish in them, and and you know, anytime you you can get down to fish either one of those lakes, it it's just wonderful. I mean, I, I think of those two lakes. I think of like Wingate's Lodge, Wingate's Lodge. when I'm thinking of Seminole. I think of uh, Ufall. I think of Tom Mann. I think of That's just right. iconic images in in my head. And you know, when I was a kid, there you know, I, I'd I'd read these. I'd turn the pages in the magazines, and I'd see these lakes and these guys catching these big stringers. And that's that's what got me into. I mean, I'm telling you, like I look back, and that's why I got into it. You know, my eyes would light up. Pam, for you, when when you were young, when you were getting into fishing, who who was your inspiration? Why what made you decide to to pursue this as a profession? You know, uh, as a profession, I guess I would have to say Mr. Jack Wingett. He, you know, I grew up right down here, and 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 he took me under his wing early, and you know, taught me things, but. To, to go even further back, I would have to say my grandparents because both sets of my grandparents fished, and 
and instill the love of the outdoors, you know, along with my parents. And uh, so I was, I mean, I was fishing from the time I was probably three. So, you know, it's just a great love of the outdoors. But, but Mr. Jack Wingett, he was very instrumental. Yeah, he's he he's a great figure in the sport of fishing. Uh, why why we're on that topic? Speaking of great sports, uh, great figures in the sport, you were inducted into the Legends of Outdoor Hall of Fame. That's that's got to be an amazing feeling. I mean, that's that's such an honor. Ha, tell tell us about that and tell us how that felt when when you were inducted. You know, it, it was it was a very humbling experience to be. You know, to be inducted along with uh, Larry Nixon and Jack Wingett and and some of the greats like that. You know, it was it was a very humbling experience. Um, but you know, it's something I was very proud of because I've spent over half my life trying to promote this sport, uh, not only for women but just the sport in general. You know, and getting getting people out in the outdoors and to to learn to like you know to go, get to go fishing, take a kid fishing. And so to be recognized for, you know, trying to do those things was, was just an incredible experience. That, that's, that's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, I, a real quick question popped in my head, too. All the time you've spent on Seminole over the years, what's your, what is your biggest bass from that lake? <laughs> well, honest, I, I've never caught one over eight pounds on this lake, believe it or not. I, I mean, it, it's loaded with big fish, but... For some reason, they just elude me here. I've got that same problem on the Delaware. So <laughs> I don't know if there's any big ones in that place. I think a three-pounder is a big one. I don't know. You know, I, I catch bigger fish everywhere else. But, you know, this this is a wonderful lake. It was a it was a great place to grow up and, and cut my teeth, as I say, on, on, you know, for fishing because it, it's so it's such a diverse lake. It's got just about anything you could think of here, you know, to learn various techniques and things. So I was very fortunate to grow up here. I, that's a uh, lake you follow. We talked about, and you you said you grew up in that near that area down there. It, it it's like the first ledge fishing lake of that I, you know, that I remember hearing about yeah. ledges. Yeah. And, uh, you know, w- w- were you part of that? I mean, were you catching? Were they catching ledge fishes? Uh, you know, that pattern uh, way back when, or was it? It was all just bank beating uh, back when you first started fishing those lakes. No, it was ledge fishing. But actually, one of my first tournaments on Lake Eufaula was a was a draw tournament, and I drew a guy, and and that's all we did all day long was was throw deep diving crankbaits on on ledges. You know, the twenty pluses. That was that was about the yeah, yeah. main crankbait bait back then, and you know we threw twenty pluses all day long and just caught some phenomenal fish. Actually, my first cast, I had a three three pounder on the front hook and a four pounder on the back hook, so I was pretty hooked on ledge fishing. <laughs> <laughs> doubles, I love them. They don't they don't happen often, but when they happen, they're awesome. They're, I love That's doubles. Right. I love doubles. Uh, P- Pam, we've got uh, the, our producer put together a list of some of your accolades and titles you've won over the years, and it's like eighty pages. I can't even go over them. Uh, <laughs> of all those things that have happened, of all those those wins over the year over the years, is there one is there one accomplishment or title that sticks out to you as being you know, what, what's your your most memorable? What sticks out as being your most important? You know, it would be hard to single it out. I guess, I, you know, the, the, my very first national tournament win, which was in 87, I think, with Bass and Gal in, in Oklahoma. So 
for a South Georgia girl to go all the way to Oklahoma and win a tournament, that was a pretty big deal. Um, but having said that, you know, then through the years, uh, winning the championship for the inaugural year of the WBT and then, of course, the 2010 Bassmaster Classic, you know, which, I mean, that is the ultimate of the ultimate. And to be a female and be in that class of, of, of anglers and to do as well as I did, you know, that was, to me, that was quite an accomplishment. That that was awesome. That was awesome. And and you know we've we've had an over an hour here of, you know we've posed all sorts of questions. And, and that to me, what you just said, Pam, is is amazing because we've asked all night, you know, will a w- woman ever compete at the highest level with men? And that's that's a resounding yes right there. I mean, you beat that was a three. Finish. That's a strong. You beat three quarters of the field in the the world championship of yeah. the world. Yeah. You know, that's a resounding yes. Yep. They will. Yeah. You know, earlier I heard you say something about the mental aspect, and that's you know going into that tournament, it's really hard. It's really hard not to get caught up in all the hype and stuff. But you know, I had I had almost a year to prepare myself and my mind going into that and you know honestly i went into the whole deal with a piece about me it was you know i was just going fishing and i think that that had a big part in as well as i did yeah well you 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 had you had a you had a great great event that was that that was an awesome moment uh i i I gotta ask you this we've uh, we've had a lot of great guests on the show tonight. We've had a lot of great callers and and ladies IMing in tonight. Uh, what is there one piece of advice you would give? Um, you know, is, is it talking to Bridget? Bridget sitting here on the casting couch with us tonight. Uh, if if you know if you had one piece of advice to give Bridget or Nicole Jacobs or Trey Christ on how to be successful as a woman in a sport that's been dominated by men over the years, what what would that piece of advice be? Believe in yourself. That's a that's a great piece of, and it's it's that's simple. Huge. It's huge. huge. It's huge. You gotta have the confidence. We we hear that all the time. We've done we've that's done the, right. I mean, you know, that's 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 the biggest thing is to believe in yourself because if you don't if you don't believe in yourself then you beat yourself before you ever get out there. So you know, that's many times I'll be fishing and I'll have a co-angler back there or whatever, just digging through a tackle box, just constantly digging, 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 and ask me, so what can I do to to better myself? And I turn around and I tell them, pick a bait that you have confidence in and throw it. You know, I mean, you got you just. I'm a firm believer in that. You you got to believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing. It- it's all about confidence, and uh, you know I was talking about that at length before the carpenter cut me off earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's that's a fact. I mean, it, you know, we we you you said it eloquently. It's it's hard. I mean, confidence is the key to success in fishing. You got to have confidence in what you're doing. And uh, man, what what an unbelievable career! But I, you know, are we going to see you back in the classic again? You know, I'd love to. Um who knows what what the future holds? You know, I, I keep working towards different different things, and you know, if it's in the cards, it's in the cards. But I won't give up. Well, we, I sure hope we see you back in the classic. I do, I do too. Where, I, where, where well, was the classic that you fished? What 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 lake was that? 
Lay Lake in, in Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was that was an interesting tournament. Is, is there w- w- when you were coming up? Is there a female angler that was fishing at the time that you looked up to? Like you know, we we have this conversation all the time in the room. And for me, it was it was you know Rick Klun and Denny Brower and Gary Klein. Uh, you, you know, we throw these names around. Is there an angler that stands out in your mind as someone that you looked up to or or tried to emulate in in the style that you fished? Well, yes, there was. Um, from the female aspect, it was it was probably Chris Houston, Jimmy Houston's wife, or Linda England. Um, but I also had the most utmost respect and, and admiration for Rick Klun. I, th- I think he, you know, as far as the the mental aspect of it, he is he is just an awesome angler. And uh, you know, I've learned a lot from from all three of those anglers. A- absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, you know, to me, we took we had this conversation before, but. Clun was like the first guy to real, the first angler to really put like a pattern, that pattern fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, but before that, it was like always like, ah, oh, it just seemed like random. But he was the first one to like analyze patterns, you know, right. like put put right. reasons to why you caught those fish and seasonality. And, you know, that's, I loved it. I, I loved that fact that I read his stuff and I'm like, man, he's taking luck out of the equation. He's putting reasons to why he caught the fish, you know? And that's that, right. And that brings he, me to. A, I'm, Go so, ahead. I'm sorry. It brings me to a good question. I mean, you've won so much. We know Clun as the the mental giant, you know, and Brower was the flipping master. What what would you say about yourself? You know, I, that's hard to say. I, I used to say I was I was the uh, you know a sight fisherman, um, but I've come to realize that it's you know honestly it's whatever it takes. I, you know, I try. I try to remain open-minded, and that's that's probably one of the hardest things for us to do because we get stuck in patterns and lures and this and that. But you know, I try to stay open-minded. So, you know, oh, I, that's a hard one. <laughs> just, just trying to stay open-minded and versatile. That's that's the biggest thing to overcome to me. And that's a big thing, being being versatile. I mean, there's a lot of great champions, and they they. Uh, and I read a lot of these tear sheets on the guys, and that's what they they claimed versatility. And yeah. I, I feel that in myself. Like I've never, partic- you know, I'm I can flip, I can Carolina rig, I can do this or that. But I I felt like my decision making is probably my strength. But um, but versatility is certainly key. It is right. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. Uh, Pam, hey, thank you for taking time out. I know you're practicing, and uh, we we appreciate you. I gotta tell you. Uh, absolute honor to have you on the show. We appreciate it. A lot of people listening tonight that look up to you. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of young girls probably watching the show tonight, high school, college level ladies that that aspire to do what you did. And uh, just just an honor to have you on the show. So I appreciate you carving out some time for us tonight. Thank you very much. You know, I appreciate you in, including us women. You know, maybe. Uh, some of your listeners out there can take their girlfriends, their wives, their daughters, their kids in general fishing. Great, great piece of advice. Catch some big ones, Pam, will you? Go catch, <laughs> go catch like a twelve pounder tomorrow. <laughs> We're gonna try our best. I promise. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Pam Martin-Wells, everybody. Yeah, that was awesome. Wow. I don't. I don't know who I was more nervous interviewing, her or Denny Brower. They're about the same level. I'm telling you, they are.
Yeah, she's it's an impressive. inspiration. Like I said, very impressive on the WBT and you know the Bassmaster Classic. I followed her when she fished it. Yeah. When she qualified it. Yeah. Very, very impressive angler. Did you ever run into her on the water out there? Oh yeah. I like I said, I competed against Pam, and yeah. it's like someone like her when I place good at you know Old Hickory or whatever. She come up and she's like, you did a good job out there. You know. That's a. It's that, nice, like a. That's a great feeling. Yes. When. Uh, I, you know, a hero or a mentor of yours, you know, somebody you look up to says good job. That's an amazing exactly. thing. That's an amazing thing. So let me ask you this. Let me take the different track. Uh-huh. Let me get controversial on you. All right. Is there, and just look back on your history of fishing the last, you know, four or five years, is there a bully on the on the, on the women's trail when you fish? Like, is there one angler that's known for, like, running people off and being a bully? Bully. There was, I mean, like the KVD of the... <laughs> <laughs> you said that. I didn't say yeah. it. <laughs> but no, no, there was an inc- incident that happened when I was actually fishing Old Hickory Lake in uh, Tennessee, and I felt, and I had a confrontation with another female angler who I've never seen or don't even know her whereabouts to this day. Yeah. And I believe she fished the FLW trail or whatever, but she came into a spot, and we were like head-to-head, you know, trolling motor versus trolling motor. Wow. And she came in. She's like, Bridget, did you get your limit today? And, you know, just throwing it out there. I'm like, no, I only got three. So right away getting in my head. And yeah. Her co-anglers casting over the front of your boat. Oh, my gosh. So it was a little, I had camera boots watching, you know. And so, so you were doing well yes. in the event, and she came in. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So it was kind of a little cutthroat. Yeah. A little bit. And I was new. It was my rookie year as a boater. So I was like, you know what? I gave up my spot, and I just let her have it. Wow. So. And we talk, we, we, and uh, you probably hate yourself I to do. this day. Yeah, yeah. you look, you look I back at that. We, we I talk about. I really believe yeah. the Hickory tournament. I would have. And that's the intimidation factor we talk mm-hmm. about all the time. And and especially early in your career, we've all been intimidated mm-hmm. out of a spot. And it happened to you. And I believed, actually, that same day, because, like I said, I'm friends with Janet Parker, who also no, fishes no. the Opens, and the same female angler, like, gave her a hard time on the You're program. kidding. So, huh. and I think she only fished one season. So. Oh, my gosh. You know what's really cool? That's why I like fishing with the guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, you come into run on, run-ins with the men on the water, but it's different. Yeah. They're very respectful of each other's water. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a di- different atmosphere. So the cool thing about sucking, you never find spots that anyone else is going to confront you on. I've never had an all-the-water confrontation. You've always been by yourself. I never had, yeah, I've always had all my water to myself, dude. It's pretty cool. That's, that's I went to the first spot. I had a spot for three days. Yeah. That I didn't wow. have to go anywhere else. Yeah. And, you let, and you let her later push you it out. Was a, it That's was tough. A, truly a honey hole because at the time your co-angler could limit out and get five fish. Yeah. And I mean, I would have my limit every day within 30 minutes. Yeah, and then just wow. get them out of your life. Like, okay, you got your and fish. And just stay in that spot all day. And yeah. I was like, how did she do in your spot? Do you know how many she got? Uh, no, she didn't limit. She, I believe she finished behind me. So, so there wasn't a uh, the tournament. I got you. I think yes. you should have. I, I think you should have had your pistol with you at the time. <laughs> I don't think they would let me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd we be did. Going to jail. We did in a top rod tournament. Uh, Chuck Woodward had his piece in the in the boat at Rapapo Creeks. You remember that, Bry? Yes, I do. You remember You vividly that. remember that for yes, a couple of reasons. I remember it because. He had an inline spinner tied on the whole day, and I spent the whole day getting him out of trees. <laughs> Ryan remembers it because he had the winning bag, and his troll motor battery died, and nobody stopped to pick him up. And he was so mad, he beat the troll motor with his paddle. Yep, and I remember it because <laughs> Chuck also had an open 
issue of Bassmaster Magazine on the front deck. As he if, did. You know, don't you remember that? Like as if he was reading it. Like okay, that's an overhang. Yeah. Skip <laughs> <laughs> jig under said overhang. You know wow. what I mean? Wow. Like, <laughs> that's right. Be it nice. was pretty funny. Yeah. That's right. Well, how times have changed. You yeah. know, now he would have. Bash University TV playing right. on, yeah. on his iPad. On his phone. Right, on his phone. On He'd his have mobile Pete device. Headset. Narrating to him. Yeah. Interactively. Right, with his right, with his robe on. He'd turn the phone toward the cupboard. Pete'd be like, throw a jig. Throw a jig. Jig, 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 jig. Rebecca, beautiful Rebecca in the back. Do we have any. Brian's laughing. Beck, do we have any IMs coming through? What, what, they're what all, got? they're all for the after hours. They're so all for the after let's hours. Let's get moving because I got music I want to play. You have music you want to play. Okay, here's where we go. Here's a great segue. By the way, Bridget, are you going to stay? You're going to hang with us for a little bit. If you want me to. Yes. Uh, we'd love for you to hang out awesome. and participate. Okay, cool. Uh, want everybody to hang in there. Uh, we're a little after ten o'clock. What we're going to do here is we're going to take about a five minute break. Uh, we're going to get some beverage refills. Pete's going to go uh, fill his fantasies about urination in the bathroom. And when we come back, when we come back, join us for Ike After Hours. We're going to have a 1-800 toll-free number we call in. We, we want to hear from you. Uh, call in. Ask any question you want to uh, ask. If you want to chime in on uh, women and fishing, if you want to chime in on any of the topics tonight, please let us know. Hang in there in about five minutes. Join us for Ike After Hours. See you soon. With my girl Drew Cameron D and Destiny Charlie's Angels Come on Question, tell me what you think about me I buy my own diamonds and I buy my own rings Only ring your celly when I'm feeling lonely When it's all over, please get up and leave Question, tell me how you feel about this Try to control me, boy, you get dismissed Pay my own funnel and I pay my own bills Always 50-50 in relationships The shoes on my feet, I've got the clothes I'm wearing 